You're listening to Triple Radio on the Fat Gatsby Network. I should start recording now? Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's good because it looks like my channel is recording and it looks like your channel is our recording. channel is also recording whoa your channel is peaking heavily now that is sensitive oh man <laughs> um, was working until you popped. i didn't think i was that's that's always the 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 sound balancing thing it's like, oh i'm yeah, talking no, in fine. my normal voice but then i talk at my normal voice no oh, man <laughs> you gotta do you're excited you gotta yeah. talk about chrono trigger for a second yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, it's fine. Like the, the the remote incoming signal is always like super super hot, but I just I just went ahead and like spent a hundred dollars to make it easier to. Uh, oh, I can actually. Oh, look at that. Oh, this software is I'm beautiful. At that. Um, what are we looking at? On uh, so on on Mac. Hmm. Hmm. Actually, you guys talk for a second. Now I'm, I'm going to adjust your right. levels now in real time. Okay. Oh, All sure. right. Now we have to pretend like I'm going to talk at this level of voice. But I mean, I'm on a Mac. Yep. That's, I don't know. It's me. I'm on a modern Macintosh. The very model of a modern Macintosh. That's still that's very still a little, little hot, but I don't I don't mind it. I'm just going to turn it down about there. I think that should yeah. do it. All right. There's a um, on Mac. There's there's this hundred dollar program called Loopback, which I have known about for years and years and years, and I probably like should have bought years ago to make my voiceover life easier because it is, it is the best program for like taking audio from anything and sending it to wherever you need it to go. Um, which I need all the time for when, if I'm in a live recording session and they say to me, Oh Dave, can you play back what you just recorded? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't, I could play it back and it would play in my headphones, but you wouldn't hear it. Cause I can't make sound come out of my computer at the same time as I'm making sound come out of the microphone. And, and like, this is the program that makes it work. And for I years know. for this, for our purposes, I have used like a sweet, a constellation of free pieces of software Mm-hmm. In order to like avoid spending a hundred dollars, and like you know, Mac updates have broken it over the years, and finally, finally, yeah. I just just like fuck, I just need to spend this hundred dollars, and I did, and and it's so much better. <laughs> so Dave, much sometimes better. you are a real idiot. Like you just I, there's this I'm thing it's out there. I could just spend the money, and it will make my life so much easier. Yeah, but if it was already <laughs> working, I mean, this is us getting off. In of a Skype. Hack and I, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. we got the, lots it, to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I it saw was, you got that this in the last month, which is why specifically I was like, okay, let's get over to Discord. Back to uh, Discord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can now make any audio like any program work, and and you guys like yeah, the audio quality of you guys on this recording is, is it's much better via Sweet. Discord. Oh, okay than it ever was on skype so fantastic yeah so this is good all right yeah i'm really glad we're doing this guys awesome all right well then welcome to triple radio hey i'm tim that's we that's dave that's us all right hopefully this is our fast one yeah it sounds better all around if you're downloading the podcast listening to it later and hopefully i don't know it looks probably about the same um and that it's just three dudes floating portraits uh on a screen if you're watching on twitch but now i have like there's like these black spaces on either side of me 
in the display wow. where I could put like a logo oh. over here, something else oh. over here. I don't know what. We decided this like 20 minutes ago <laughs> that we are going to get onto Discord. And here we are. Hey. You could put you could be posting like logos and stuff. You could like make it more visually interesting for the viewers. Yes, I'm not yeah, negative Do you know okay. how to do that? Yeah. Yeah? Are you are you going to? Or are you just tantalizing them with the promise of like You know, I'm I'm sure at some point, whoopsie. Um <laughs> exposure. <laughs> it just, just opened a yeah, window there. Uh so you might do it for them. It's just it feels yeah. like a tease. If I if I can find uh yeah I don't know at some point maybe what, what, I'll I'll throw up a logo see if I can do that in real time huh. uh, d- during the the recording here but yeah it's I, been I just I vote for yes I vote for you should I vote for okay. you should attempt I this. will at some point in the next right. two hours I will Tim has promised um, to do it yeah I will I promise that I will try <laughs> I do I'm not, not promise, promise that I'm going to try succeed. but I'll try to game try. within the game I'll try yeah. I'll try to promise. Yeah, hey, it's been like a month and a half. Yeah, um, thanks for being patient with our, oh. our, our little hiatus. Um, I mean, technically, like, we recorded at the beginning of August, and now we're recording yeah. at the end of September, but I believe uh, we are, like, down a month. Yep. Yeah, we will have only recorded 11 podcasts in this 12-month year. Um, yeah, we missed uh, June or something for some reason. I think. Uh, something. And that's, that's because cool. I don't personally believe in June. Uh, I think it's a conspiracy <laughs> theory. Um, I don't believe June really exists, so I refused. I the refused birthday June. month of you and your wife? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't believe in birthdays either. Is the thing? Yeah. I think they're. Uh, I mean, we all know they're bullshit, and frankly, I'm, I'm tired of that. No one says it out loud. Yeah, just give that speech to your children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every night. Every night. I mean, my <laughs> birthday was them. a train wreck this year, as usual. But this was because my kid decides to be an a hole on our birthdays because it's not his birthday. Oh no! <laughs> we think, yeah, it, that's that you. So it was it was generally bad behavior, but you are attributing it to a lack of like yeah. specific attention directed at him. Yeah, where, where it was like, it, oh, he's he know he did the same thing to my wife on her birthday. Where it's like, oh, it's your birthday. It's your special day. I'm gonna be a rotting asshole for some oh, reason. No, don't know why. Yeah, it's, uh, he was he was a headache like the whole day. He was yeah. horrible. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, no, we get that. <laughs> Kids, we, we get that from the six year old too. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's that it's that tension, not tension, but attention that mm-hmm. I shorten to tension because it usually causes tension. Yeah, yeah. see what I did there? That's wordplay. Yeah. That's what the people come here for, folks. Ooh, yeah. Hopping. We're keeping it hip and keeping it hopping. Hey, so yeah, so it's been a while since we've actually like talked and podcasted together. Yeah. And I know yeah. like a lot has happened. I will say personally, I kind of like took the month of August off from consuming virtually any media. It feels like. This is the least amount of stuff I've had to talk about <laughs> <laughs> we've had like two months and it's oh. going to be a short list um yeah it, it, tim's like nope no. well no well, i'll tell you i i have not watched much but i have somehow mm-hmm. played a ton of different games in like varying i, I guess lengths of time yeah well um, i mean it's been a big you know if we're speaking of the gin the industry at large yeah it's been a massive couple of months uh, between insane. you got your Baldur's Gate and you got your Starfields and you got your, 
I, yeah, and despite zero ninety nine, as far as I'm concerned, is oh surprise. yeah, that game. Um, yeah, it's it's been an insane year for video games. Um, yeah. If yeah, been one for the I, ages. I, I guess specifically in like the like the triple A space of video games where that has been kind of not as great. I feel like the past few years where it's like, you've had like some bangers for sure, yeah. but this is just like ridiculous. This, um, is, this is a truly a, um, it, it feels like a, uh, like a 2006 or so where there's a lot of like late console releases that are sort of going on to become beloved or, um, or like a 1994 or even a 1998. 1998 was more like 98 console. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what this, I, I mean, I, well, I imagine that it's like, okay, you know, consoles hitting their stride. They came out three years ago, but also like right, all yeah. the game production, the big game production that was disrupted, um, to, you know, three years ago, uh, you know, maybe now those games are starting to come out. So it's like, yeah, this year there was like the dead space remake. There was the fire emblem, which was not that big a deal. The Resident Evil four remake, Jedi Survivor, which was then just mowed over when it's like, oh, here's Zelda, here's Street Fighter, here's Diablo. I here's forgot all Final about Fantasy. Jedi Survivor. Jesus. Yeah. I, I went back, I played it uh for a couple hours um back in August oh, when man. I was between things. And Final Fantasy came out and uh and then yeah, Baldur's Gate came out, and then there's just like here's Starfield, here's Sea of Stars, here's um Armored Core, which is a big deal. And then there's like next month there's a new Mario. And a new 2D oh, yeah. Sonic, and Alan Wake, yeah. and a throwback Assassin's Creed game, and Spider-Man 2. Good lord. Um, and there's another Modern Warfare, which, you know, COD isn't what it used to be, but that's, <laughs> that's coming out. Uh, Call of Duty. Call, Call of Duty isn't what it uh, used to do. Yes, the Mario but... RPG is still, you know, coming out. Um, Lies Mario, of Peace Mario Wonder? We mentioned Mario Wonder? That. I, yeah, the new Mario. Yeah, Mario Wonder. Um, what movies were last year where like so much came out because yeah. of the stall? And then mm-hmm. we'll see if we get anything yeah. next year. <laughs> Everything that would have been the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, poor movies. Yeah. I still, yeah. Still stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, I finished Tears of the Kingdom. So uh, mm-hmm. that feels like a long time ago now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was like, I think that might have been like right after we recorded. Had, had I beat it on our last podcast? I want to say I you it? talked about rolling credits on it. Yeah. I believe yeah, you okay. used the phrase, I rolled credits on Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. And I was like, right. oh, I don't know. I'm, I must have had like just done it when we yeah. recorded last time. And then, yeah, my the week later, which was my birthday weekend, I pretty much finished up Final Fantasy. I played a bunch of Final Fantasy 16 that weekend and oh, finished geez. that shit. Yeah. Final Fantasy 16. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, which yeah, Final Fantasy 16 ended really well. Uh, I feel really good about that game yeah. in the end. Um, yeah, it, there's kind of part, some parts in the middle where I'm a little bogged down. You spend a, like a lot of time in the desert area, mm. which I don't know. It's just like, you've never done that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it, it, yeah, earlier on in that game, it's like, okay, you're going off in this adventure in this direction, this adventure in this direction. And then it's like, okay, on the next adventure, you're going through the desert. And on the next adventure, you're going through the desert. And then you get lots of stuff to do in the desert. Desert <laughs> area is very big. Spend mm-hmm. quite a bit of time in the desert. 
Um, and also like the amount of side quests increase, um, later on in the game and they're not always great. It's a lot of fast traveling around, talking to somebody or killing something and going back. Um, but like, it's oddly worth it in the end for like the story and character relationships you're building and how they pay off, um, at the very end of the game, which is pretty sweet. Uh, (laughs) Dave hates it dave's turning into a werewolf <laughs> over there <laughs> oh the stink of characters and story paying off <laughs> that, was a yawn. that was a yawn i don't hate it i'm just bored to tears by listening to this christ oh, no it's oh, fine I'm just Jeez. trying to think of i mean like my my disconnect with most 3d final fantasies has been like the story character stuff aside from mm-hmm. i mean i didn't connect with 12 as much but at least Mm -hmm. that was it just feels like it's been like a weaker part of the series so hearing it kind of come back nice yeah like i remember nothing about 15 and i don't know the story of 13 doesn't get interesting till the 13 2 opinion i don't know it starts to get real weird and two and lightning returns but Mm. it's yeah it's just a friend weird yeah with the what a friend of my daughter's, uh, her parents posted on Facebook that, and like, I kind of knew that her dad was a bit of a nerd, but like, then I see this post on Facebook that he took their, their daughter, my, my daughter's friend, they drove to Cleveland to go to like a Final Fantasy orchestral concert. Oh, cool. And, oh, nice. Yeah. And I like, I wrote on it like, I, I, I we would have gone with you guys. This was awesome. But then I thought about the actual reality of that. And I would have been like, I would only have cared about an actual like small percentage now of of the music in final fantasy games you know there's only a small handful now there uh that i would actually recognize you've now played a minority of final fantasy games yeah a significant Mm -hmm. minority yeah um i was thinking about that with theater rhythm oh i think that would help me learn more of it (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, it was cool going through like the 14 music in that game because I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with it and yeah. realistically never going to play that much of Final Fantasy 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I've still never played three or five. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I played five. Three yeah, I played five. was hard. Three, I, I played the like remake. I... Yeah. I played oh, the re- some of the remake. Mm-hmm. I never finished three and I never finished five. Okay. Um, they, no, they I just... didn't finish five. I played a lot of five. Played a good amount of five. Didn't... Uh, I own the GBA music. cartridge I'm sitting, That's sitting the around my house for 20 years. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, well. no. no, I did beat it because I didn't have that GBA card at the time. That was when I got through COVID. That was me oh. going like, Oh, I should oh. actually play that. Yeah. 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 I played five after we like debated it at a Magfest. Uh, mm. Whenever oh, we did yeah. that grudge match at Magfest, I played some five yeah, yeah, after the encouraged and didn't you to finish it at the time, but. I mean, it was like the, I played it when they released it on PlayStation. Uh, some oh, of it, really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, avoided those ones. Through. Yeah. yeah, they're not great. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the time, it was like, oh, cool, they're on different platforms. And in retrospect, it's like, ah, there's that's the worst way to play those games. Is yeah, on yeah. there. I mean, I remember playing the Chrono Trigger release <sighs> and getting to like the first time <laughs> yeah. going into battle, and it just loads for a second, and I'm like, oh. Nope, this isn't going to work at all. <laughs> no, no, no. I got to bail on this now. Mm-hmm. Not the way I want to do this. Not like this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
So I mm-hmm. oh, we just got raided by Pure Blind Gamer with a party of one on what? Twitch. <laughs> yeah, a one man raid. I love it. Thank you. Uh, I uh, what the heck was I uh, gonna say? Yeah. So I finished that up, and then I was in this gaming void um, in the middle mm-hmm. of August. Where, which is where I played a little bit of Jedi Survivor. Uh, wish I'd played a little bit more of it because um, mm-hmm. they just announced a new one and I found out that there, I could be spoiled on something if I'm not careful on the internet about the end of Jedi Survivor. Mm. Uh, but I didn't. I was just kind of milling around. I played... Um, oh, I played some Lunistus, Dave. Remember that game? Yeah. About? Yeah, that's a cool game. That's a super cool game. That's a super cool game. Yeah, yeah least, this is the uh, um, PSX style like, or slash Saturn mm-hmm. era style uh, 3D yeah. platformer that just it's, it's got I mean, it's got that kind of graphics, but almost a little sort of Dreamcast UI vibes like it's it's just very deliberately late 90s. You are a ninja fox and you're platforming like, yep, that's, that's it. Yeah. It's it feels Saturny to me for does, whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, there's something about mm-hmm. it that feels Saturny. You can't really say exactly what about those polygons scream Saturn to me, but yeah, it feels like maybe what like a like a a good Saturn Sonic game might have been, where you're yeah. just like running, you know. Oh, so it, it's a speedster. It could be. It doesn't need to be, but I see how like mm-hmm. you, you know you can. Well, you can play Sonic those, slow. You can take those, yeah, right. you can play Sonic right. slow too. But yeah, you, there's definitely room for you to just kind of like buzz through these levels uh, a yeah. lot quicker it's fluid um, it's a very fluid yeah. feeling game mm-hmm. yeah that was cool uh i played a a weird game that had been recommended me by a friend of mine called card survival tropical island <laughs> uh which is a that sounds like card a survival game in a tropical island setting um which, you know, it's it's because, you know, you're on a tropical island, you got to you walk around, you start there, you just walk around, you find like coconuts and rocks, and then you just start like dragging one onto another, like the, you know, your rock card onto a harder or a harder rock card to sharpen the rock. And then you can use your sharp rock to like start shaving coconuts and breaking them open and drinking their milk and you know, then you pull out mm-hmm. the coconut meat and you eat that and then you get the shits because you eat too much coconut. But mm-hmm. then eventually you find like <laughs> some sticks and you put rock on stick and make spear and then you can start like stabbing seagulls and stuff. And then you're eating meat and then you, you got to figure out how to make fire. And there's but like it, a whole. But it's cards. To, but it, they're all. Yeah, everything is represented with cards mm-hmm. um, and, you know, dragging one thing onto another thing. Uh, it's just the interface, really. It's not like you have a hand that you're dealt. It's just this is how the stuff mm-hmm. is represented when you find it in the world. Okay, but I, I mean, I, I played. I to see like what this few... looks like. What is this called? Oh no, like... I was having a hard time visualizing it. <laughs> it looks like garbage. Uh, it, it's called Card, Card Survival, Survival Tropical, Tropical Island. Island. There it is. Yep. Yeah, and it's so. Is it yeah. satisfying in like an Evo kind of way? Because that's what that description sounded like. Like or oh, Cuba War. <laughs> no like yeah no like, to that spot it was interesting and they give you goals so like i was i was making progress um you know i died a few times because for whatever reason i thought like it would be cool to not have the little like safety feature where you can restart at the beginning of a day when you die um i was just just doing it wrong but yeah it's like the whole you know you're supposed to like progress you explore the island you find more areas where you find more stuff which you can use to build like better shelters, make better food, better clothes, such and such. Um, 
But like what really intrigued me is that like the end of the journal of uh of like goals, there was one that said like use the drum to summon your enemy and then defeat your enemy. I'm like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> like what is going on there? And there's yeah. like different goals for like escaping the island or just like, you know, making it your mm-hmm. your kingdom, basically. Yeah. Um so yeah, I was playing, I was having an okay time. Uh I uh, I don't know. On my last playthrough, I just had to. It's like, oh man, you just shouldn't mess with the boars until you really know what you're doing. Because I got gored by a boar, and I just could not deal Lord. with the wound that came from it. Yeah, well, I got bit by a shark once early on, and just <laughs> yeah, I I could not figure. Maybe I was doing the healing and bandaging correctly. Maybe I wasn't. I don't know. But man, my guy was miserable and ready to kill himself. And I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. And and just like looking at it and seeing like, there's so much more I have left to do and seeing yeah. things like, well, you need to be careful. You need to save up water for when it's the dry season. I'm like, there's seasons? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, and, and, and you can do things to customize your character, who you start with and mm-hmm. um, stuff and in different scenarios. And I'm just like, yeah, no, it was cool. I, is, your, I, is your character sassy. more than just like a head in a window? Like a, no. Like a portrait? No. Nope. And just the card of you bitten by a shark. Sad. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm looking at it now and I see there's like, so there's like, there's meters for what looks like happiness and yeah. pain, maybe. Yep. There could be pain. <laughs> there could be your like, your thirst, your hunger. Uh-huh. Your, there could be you just being bored of eating meat or grass mm-hmm. or coconuts or, you know, there's illness on there. And like you're, mm. if you're cold, because if it's raining, you could be cold. Uh, I could see this working as a mobile game, like yeah, probably. Oh, I'm sure it would work great on iPad. Yeah, yeah, or phones or whatever. So that that was interesting. Um, yeah, and then (laughs) then Bomb Rush Cyberfunk dropped out of nowhere. Oh man! Now I've got one game I could talk about. Uh, That's where all of my time went. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess I should have should have just went out and bought this game because because yeah, that's. I mean, it's 40 bucks, and I bought it because I had COVID, and then I went, well, I'm going to buy myself a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for that game for a long time. Yeah. 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 No, I beat that game. Uh, yep. There's Same. too much to do. Like, I, I was like, I'm going to go through and get everything, and then I'm just like, there's no way too much stuff. That's yeah. way too much stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, I feel pretty mm-hmm. good about it overall. I think they did a, a good job with that game. Yeah. Uh, no, same here. Like, there's there's stuff that frustrated me, but also there wasn't Jet Set <laughs> too. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, like I, you know, um, like okay. So one, it plays really nice and well, yes. and like moving about the world feels cool and good mm-hmm. in like a Tony Hawk sort of way, and like how you're going to grind right. around on things and and that kind of platforming. Mm-hmm. Um. I wish that the trick system was a little more robust uh, at the end yeah. of the day instead of just kind of slapping buttons. <laughs> right. It's weird. Like it, it took me a while. And I mean, like the first two of three games that it reminds me of are obvious, right? It's Jet mm-hmm. Set and Tony Hawk. Yep. Third one, by the end of the day, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of Mario sunshine to this game. <laughs> in huh. the level designs, in the, you know how to, because it's like, it has structures and and things that you're like, oh, I need to go and do that. And then you fail and you're like, I know how to do that. 
and then it gets a little frustrating on that. Mm. And yeah, like, yeah. as you said, like the trick system is more like keep your fingers doing something while yeah. you're trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. Rather well, than, it, you know, the multipliers, the multipliers are based on like hitting corners when you're grinding, yeah. you know, not just hitting Which a I bunch of that. tricks. Yeah. That, that was, was that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, it would just, I just thought it would be a little more satisfying. There was a little more to it. If it was a little more Tony Hawkey in that respect. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I wish the level designs, fl- like there's a, there's a lot of it that flowed, but also there's a lot of stuff that I'm just like, how does that connect to this? Yes. Yep. That was, that was my biggest thing. Yeah. Especially <laughs> like in the mall, that was like where I kept getting like the most, like, how do I get mm. over up to right. this place. <laughs> like, yeah. Where do I, I keep ending up in this, the big central like food yeah. court with the fish things. Um, <laughs> to be clear, right. you guys, this is a frustration that you're having is that there seems, is that there's a, mm-hmm. like, is it like a spatial awareness issue with the design? Like it should really make bit. sense. Yeah. Whereas I think, I mean, one of jet sets biggest pluses is that it was incredibly good at that so Mm -hmm. like this game not being as good as that doesn't like surprise me but like there was a lot of times where i'm just like shit how do i get there or Mm -hmm. okay which would have helped if like the fast travel system like made more sense or like existed in any kind of fashion like yeah there's stuff that i'm like oh this is a smaller team this was probably the last thing that did not (laughs) get ironed out yeah it was yeah that was so the fast well this is like a compound (laughs) beef i have with the game is that there's some like things that are kind of important in the environment that don't like pop visually the way they should like the porta potties Mm -hmm. or like the changing rooms oh yeah like so they have these changing rooms where you can like change the look of your character which also serves to like get the heat off you like the police because you, you just get a star rating like that just that. goes up and like yeah. Yeah. yeah but like knowing where those are is like they're it's, so hard to spot mm. like no, those you have, to, yeah. you have to know where things in the level are yeah like you're, you're not gonna see them in a distance no for, in a lot of that, those cases yeah. and it's the same thing with so to unlock the fast travel stuff you have to do uh like a long common combo of tricks that are like basically like hitting these uh like spinning dudes uh and you have mm-hmm. to not break your combo yeah so that you can like unlock those are these cool things. yeah those are super cool i can't always like see where the hell they are though yeah like, it takes yeah, me a long to, time yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to actually figure out the line like right and be tricky because yeah, yeah. sometimes they can be like it can be very long um, it could be the whole like, level yeah <laughs> it, it could be like thing. where am i missing something like there could be like yeah. 14 of these points you have to hit um right. but yeah i think of that and i think of how like yeah there's the spots where you're supposed to be able to call a cab and like they don't stand out at all like the uh yeah. like the dance floor bits where you change your character like yeah, you can't yeah. see them unless you're above them uh because right. they're on the floor so it's like just ui thing yeah, like like some that. legibility, readability yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah, yep. but like you know, playing the game and doing graffiti <laughs> and like doing the stuff they have you do, all that shit's great and very fun, and <laughs> it yeah. looks awesome. And the soundtrack is pretty good. Uh, oh, soundtrack's great. Yeah, yeah, I really like. And it was it was cool to see. Like, I guess specifically, Hugh Mello is uh like somebody who's been doing Jet Set remixes for like. Oh. I don't know, a fucking decade or plus, like somebody nice. that I've 
and on Bandcamp for like so long that I'm just like, oh, you get to be in a Jet Set ish game. <laughs> it was just neat to see. That's yeah. cool. Like they were respectful of that stuff, and I can't. Yeah, that's remember. the thing. It's like there's a lot. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. You finish your thought because I was. I was yeah. going to pivot a little to an yeah, adjacent thought. Sure. It well, it's one of those things where like, yeah, there is stuff that like would bug me, especially like what we talked about and like. I had to look up YouTube videos every once in a while. I was just like, okay, where the fuck is this thing? Where it's just like, oh, it feels like I'm kind of tricking the level. I have to jump off the side of this thing to go over here? Okay, whatever. That's where it is. But because it feels so good doing everything else, like, I still can't complain that much. Like, I still totally enjoy that game, and I'm glad it came out the way it did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy with it. They really... Mm-hmm. they. They did it. <laughs> they did <Yeah>. it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm curious about is, have either of you spent any significant time with Jet Set Radio Future? Because I haven't. And I can't I played re- it a little bit. Yeah? Okay. I, yeah. I have not. I didn't like it at the time. And then I want, I, like right now, I want a remake very badly. Like yeah, I checked yeah. if there was one. Now I want to go back and play. It but, seems like yeah. retroactively people really appreciate some of the changes that Future made that mm-hmm. people didn't like, didn't seem to not yeah, like at, me the, at time. the time. Um, well, Future is more of an open world thing, and that's, you mm-hmm. know, games now. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so I, get, I, I can't recall if I've heard that Bomb Rush is more like future or I feel like I've heard at least one person say it is like the perfect fusion of what was mm. good about each one. Hmm. I could see uh, that. Yeah. I honestly Structur- can't say. Yeah. It. Yeah. Structurally, I think it's more like future, uh, but yeah, no, I get it. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm super pumped. I have been like this close mm-hmm. to pulling the trigger on it a number yeah, of times, yeah. but other things have been holding my attention. Of yeah. course. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> for me, it, it's like, we're two months or a month and a half from Black Friday. So, like, anything I'm interested in, I'm just sort of like, nah, I'll put you on this shelf yeah. and wait. I thought about that, too. But, again, like, my other thought is, like, this is a small – it's it's a small team. It's an indie. Like, mm-hmm. if I yeah. if I believe in this and want to support them, you know, there's, I, right. I can pay the extra 10 bucks that it might get discounted. Um, yeah, when it yeah. goes yeah. on and goes on sale. So I mean, you know, it's, it's, an, it's not – it's like eight hours, six, eight, ten hours – yeah, you know, depending, on how, depending on how much dickery you do, yeah, like it, it's and how lost you get. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like oh, it, it I is... indulge in a good deal of dickery. Yeah, it, it and is, you can it save a... that quote. That's a pull quote mm-hmm. that you can hang on to well, and use for many purposes. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. So it's it, it's yeah. worth it. It definitely got me though. I was like, ah, forty bucks. Ah, I want it. Yeah. Ah, I just I yeah, well, wait forever. <laughs> no, I I normally would not have like it yeah. was kind of the perfect storm of like no, I know that this is the game that I want. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's like all all the buzz the day it came out like from people who played it was like oh this is the thing like they did it yeah. like no one was saying like oh this is good but eh. it was just like everyone's like oh no they yeah yeah, yeah. so it was all very positive. It still like has. Mm-hmm. I think is overwhelmingly positive on Steam. So no, we. This was no, your it, first dance with Lady Rona, yes. Lady Rona. Getting oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> it's like year one. We were calling it the Rona Corona. Yeah. Like I know that that's that almost feels yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with yeah, Corona coronavirus. The this novel was coronavirus. Your, <laughs> this yeah, was your no, first it, uh, spin around the. Yup, uh, yup. No, yeah. it uh, it kicked my ass a yeah. bit. Like I wasn't like. 
I was fine. It was just kind of like, a, uh, I haven't been sick in general in the last, you know, three plus years. Mm-hmm. So like, it just, I don't know. It was, it was like fevery and just like and stuffy. I didn't lose like smell or taste. So oh, cool. like super, super lucky on that. Yeah, like, yeah. Very lucky about that. It was, it was about a five day affair. I okay. think front to back. It was, uh-huh. it, it, there were four of us that caught it. From uh, my, uh, a bunch of us went out to watch a meteor shower after an improv show. Uh, so most wow. of that time we were outside, Jeez. and still kissing, all kissing. <laughs> all kissing, yeah, yeah. We were making out, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and and someone else for road trip jersey. I mean, get yeah. your fucking booster, new booster game out. I got my I new booster. It. My what fifth COVID shot, sixth COVID shot? I got yeah, I got. Got the, got the nope. double double shots on Friday and yeah, because yeah. I got it in August. I'll get my shots some point next yeah. month. Yeah, yeah. Space it out. Yeah, but. didn't feel as junky. Well, you know, at this point, mm-hmm. after I get my COVID shot, I know better than to like try to do anything the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of just sit on the couch and chill. Yeah. Uh, that's just the yeah, best. I've course. been <laughs> I've been so lucky on like none of none of the shots have done anything to oh, okay. me. Wow, I really? Felt, yeah, like I was. I was ready to, I was kind of disappointed in a way. Cause I'm just like, okay, well I can take off work or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. They, the, 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 the reactions to shots two through present have been worse than having COVID for me. Wow. Um, wow. Is, I guess what you want. Yeah. When I had COVID, it was not that big a deal, wow. but the nice. shots are just like, oof. Uh, well, Jan got hers yesterday and has mm-hmm. been, and, and she's had a fever like all, all last night, all this morning. Mm-hmm. She's felt like garbage. Wow. And she got it yesterday knowing that she has tomorrow off for Yom Kippur. Um, oh. So she, she was planning ahead. She's already starting to feel better. I got mine on Monday. And mm-hmm. then that night I started to feel sick. But it wasn't the typical, because I have always had a reaction, every booster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's usually a fever. It's usually, and, and this was like, this was a sinus infection. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, shit, because my kids had been sick over the weekend. And I was like, mm-hmm. is this a reaction to the shot or did I just catch their cold? I can't tell. And yeah. I'm pretty sure I must have just ca- caught the cold and had no reaction to the booster because mm-hmm. I never had a fever. I never felt like that, that sort of fluish, mm-hmm. feverish kind yeah. of thing. It was all just a just a sinus infection. I still have conge- I'm still getting up blowing my nose every yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm because like last uh, year at this time. So last year was the first, um, you know, mask-free September at schools in, yeah. in mm-hmm. two in since 2019. Uh, we and yeah, my, you know, oh, it was horrible. Yeah, like oh my, my, my poor, poor, my poor kid. Uh, like yeah. he had he got COVID at the end of September last year, and then like two weeks later he had like something and was like throwing up, and then mm. two weeks after that he was like sick again and like throwing up a lot. Uh, so he was like sick for like all of October. It was horrible. And I was just like, man, I, I wanted to get him the damn booster before he got COVID again, because like, that just seems like imminent right now with, uh, sure. yeah, but they, it, it, apparently Walgreens is not a pediatric pharmacy <sighs> facility. So even though I was able to schedule him for a shot, they're like, oh yeah, we can't do that. We can give him a flu shot, but we really? can't give him a COVID shot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Weird. Never heard of this thing. Didn't have a problem before. I, so I got to schedule yeah. another appointment. Uh, and uh, 
Yeah, so hopefully yeah. he doesn't get COVID this week. Um, I know it's, it's a mess too because a lot of pharmacies, I think Walgreens specific, have been like, "Yeah, the boosters available, but we don't have them. <laughs> we yeah. haven't gotten them yet." <laughs> yeah, so. I, I saw Jeremy Parrish uh, saying that like his pharmacy only got like thirty shots for the week. Um, wow. Maybe maybe the they maybe they underestimated how much people don't still don't want to get COVID. Right. Uh, and um, yeah, I I still uh, don't want to, so I'm hoping that. I, <laughs> right. I, I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, as much as it would be great to have days off from work to play more video games, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a transition. Yeah. So like <laughs> I finished Cyberfunk and I'm like trying to figure out what I'm gonna do because there's this log jam of games coming out. First sure. it's like Armored Core dropped, and I'm like, well, I haven't really played an armored core before, but it's from software, so maybe I'll be interested in that. And then Sea of Stars came out which I had kickstarted. So I had a code coming from that. So that's uh, easy money. Then, you know, Baldur's gate three was launching on PlayStation five, like the following week. Um, and this is a key cog in the machine. Cause I'm like mm-hmm. the whole month, like, you know, Lauren is really hype for playing, yeah. wanting to play Baldur's gate three. She's like, this yeah, looks like that some, something that is up my alley. And I'm like, well, God, I don't really want to get invested on something on PS five. If she's going to get, you know, deep into Baldur's gate. Mm. That week also, Starfield comes out, which is on <laughs> Game Pass. Again, no What's money has to exchange. It's on Game Pass. Yep. Uh, Don't have to pay any money to play Starfield. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I will start that because it's just there for free. Um, mm-hmm. And I can jump onto my PC to play it if I want to. Um, and then, you know, two weeks after that, like this past week, uh, Lies of P came out. So it's like my whole kind of strategy is like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to play the stuff that is freely available to me and kind of figure out we'll see where things go because me personally i was like i'd kind of rather play Baldur's gate 3 on my uh get it on steam so i could play it on my steam deck i know that's probably not the ideal way to play it but it is the ideal way to play it because it was on a portable system yeah um (laughs) but yeah so i start playing sea of stars and it's fine um oh really and then well hold on we'll put a pin in that one okay (laughs) okay I'm hyped so for it. So then we get Baldur's Gate 3, and Lauren ends up not liking it as much as anticipated because it is uh. hard um, and also complicated. Uh, but, like, yeah, this, this is a many people's, like, even on the easiest difficulty, Baldur's Gate is still kind of a pain in the ass. Um, and it's complicated, and it's based on Wasn't you know, Divinity, D&D. though? Weren't the Divinity games very hard? Yes. Well, all right then. <laughs> yes, she is also <laughs> made that far in those. Yeah. Um, well, I can't you know, help your wife then. No. Yeah, <laughs> they were also <laughs> difficult, but yeah, it, it's maybe they're easier on the easier settings. Like I don't know, she did. Gotcha. She did play some like Divinity One or Two. She like mucked around with Pillars of Eternity. You know some of these other mm-hmm. ones, but you know, Baldur's Gate Three has the kissing. Um, right. Lots uh, of kissing. Yeah, that's what it's, we want. Yeah, it's a very that's what mommy game. like. It is so horny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, you know, complicated systems that it doesn't always explain all that well, or the tooltips aren't always like right when you need them. I, you know, a lot of concepts, you know, things I am familiar with conceptually because, you know, I play D&D and I'm familiar with the rules that it is based on. It's mm-hmm. not a one-to-one, but it's pretty similar. Um, almost, you know, a lot of stuff carries over. Um so, but yeah, she, she definitely had some big frustrations when she first started playing, uh, 
and you know but still like she's she's still put like 15 20 hours into the game let's be real uh, and well because she kept like she tried this class that wasn't working out she tried another class that okay. wasn't working out so now she's she's playing her she hasn't played in a couple of weeks because she's on an encounter that she's really stuck on hmm. um but she eventually landed on like a bard character with high charisma so she could just talk her way through like almost as much as possible avoiding combat so much um so I was kind of like, oh, shoot, this is weird. Is she really going to get into this game? So I started Starfield. Um, so let's talk about Starfield for a let's second. Let's talk about um, Starfield. Yeah, please do. Yeah. So uh, have you guys heard that this game is pretty much Fallout in space? That's literally the only thing. I feel like people have skipped. Is it good? <laughs> like, it's, yeah. I think it's I think it's fine. Um, okay. It's, but it's like, so I kind of feel like. You know, I played Fallout 3, liked Fallout 3, played New Vegas, really love New Vegas uh, because that one's got the go- the cool story. Skyrim, like, I liked, but I'm not, like, in love with it the way some people are. And, like, in general, with all those, um, with, with those Bethesda RPGs, like, I wasn't playing them for hundreds of hours like some people. Like, right. I would, you know, play for, like, 50 at 60-ish hours, which is still quite a lot, somewhere between mm-hmm. 40 and 60, and be like, you know what, I'm done with this, and I just finish the story, and then I never go back. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I do. I distinctly remember when I went to play Fallout 4 and I started playing that and I went into Vats for the first time and I was like, oh, God, I'm already bored of this. <laughs> like, I have done this yeah. so much before. Um, I don't need to be rooting around like these abandoned facilities, looking in every fucking drawer and cupboard and picking up all this mm-hmm. random shit and fighting raiders. I'm so sick of fighting raiders. Uh, <laughs> not that there wasn't some decent stuff about fallout four, but I was really just kind of like, I'm just sick of all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but Starfield, you know, it is a Bethesda RPG and that feels very similar to those games. And mm-hmm. I definitely started, it doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that, but definitely like when I, touch down on a planet and I'm going through like an abandoned outpost and like looking yeah. at every drawer and cupboard and there's raiders running around <laughs> and I'm just like I think same. that's why I liked Skyrim even though like I think similarly New Vegas was my favorite of three New Vegas and Skyrim mm-hmm. even though I got glitched out of it so it took me years to go back to I remember it. that yeah 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 but <laughs> Skyrim had like the gameplay hooks for me the most. Mm-hmm. I think, like the gameplay itself is what like drove that. And I feel like that's where I was kind of disappointed when four came out. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. They're going to kind of blend things together. And them going back to the well is kind of too bad <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Like there is, and, and I, sh- I don't want to like totally poo poo it because like there's sure. something to be said for this very like, especially in the first two weeks of a school year, um, mm-hmm. being able to play this game that is a, like a familiar experience that is like pretty chill to just wander around in yeah. um, and do stuff. Like it's not bad at all. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not like particularly thrilling to me. It definitely feels like kind of a little bit stuck in a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my actual problem is that like, you know, the real joy I get from these games is, you know, exploring um, in traversing the world that they give you. And you'd think with Starfield being like this whole massive galaxy of stuff to explore um, and discover things, there would be a lot of that, but it ends up being kind of this weird, like, so 
So say you're on a planet and you get into your ship and then you get into the cockpit and with the cockpit, you take off, you take off and then you're up in, you know, orbit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't fly anywhere on your ship. You just open your menu and then you pick, you set yeah. a course. So like, okay. even if you're on a planet, like if you're on earth, which ex- actually I haven't gone to earth, I probably should, I'm sure it's interesting to check out. Um, you can't like just fly to the moon. Mm-hmm. You have to set a course for the moon and then it loads your ass to the moon. I see, I see. Um, so it's like, so yeah, you, you, yeah, you, yeah, you go into, boy, my camera's like, looks like yeah, it's been glitchy glitchy things. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the deal with that is. Um, I don't know if that's cause I'm streaming or cause I moved my camera and there's a different cable involved or what, but blame the cable. So yeah, it's like, Oh, I get off the planet. I go into atmosphere. I f- go into menu, pick a place to fast travel, come out in orbit. I usually my ship gets scanned to see if there's contraband in it. And then it's like, I go into a menu to see if I want to land on that planet or set a course for another adjoining system because I didn't have enough star fuel to make two jumps in a row or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, I land on a planet, like most of these planets, like if it's, there's, you know, ones that were obviously like very crafted, like cities, like kind of central Mm -hmm. hub areas. But a lot of times it feels like I'm landing on a planet from mass effect one. Um, you know, like with no Mako to explore, it's just me. Hoofing it around, hoofing it over a barren just landscape, hoofing it over, yeah. And just like you look around, and be like, oh, there's something there and there and there, and I can hoof over and like, oh, it's an outpost with some raiders here <laughs> or this, and it's like, oh, I can scan some rocks, and there might be some foreign, you know, alien creatures scuttling around, and it's like, oh, I can build an outpost here at some point if I feel like doing that to like mine stuff, I guess. And you can customize your ship that you use to fast travel from point to point. Yes, you can, you know, there's space combat and stuff like that. Um, and I did have, like, one, like, kind of cool moment where it's like I came into atmosphere above a planet and there was, like, a star, you know, Starfield. ship fight, like, in in progress. And I just, like, oh, I can recognize good guys and bad guys. And I just kind of jumped into the fight and helped them out. And I was like, oh, that was cool. I just kind of jumped into the middle of that. But, you know, for the most part, it just feels like, you know, there's not a lot of, like, me going from point A to point B and discovering stuff along the way. I'm just like fast travel, fast travel, fast travel, fast travel. Gotcha. You like, you don't even have to get in your ship. You can just be standing on the planet and like, okay, I'm setting a course for the next planet. I got to go to, and then you go there and then you go there and then you go there. And this is, this is like, going to sound okay. like a tangent, but I think it, it speaks to what you're talking mm-hmm. about in terms of, um, game design philosophy. And I, I started listening to the latest Retronauts podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. they were at long Island retro, and uh, they're they're having a panel discussion about like what what is the thing that makes a Metroidvania good, and part mm-hmm. of it is the con- the the contiguousness of the world, right? Is is that it it gives the world this sense of persistence that everything is directly connected to everything else, and maybe you can see something over there, maybe you don't know how to get to it, but you know that it is a contiguous part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the inherent problem with applying that to a space game is space is that planets are like, I experienced this when I tried no man's sky when it first came out, mm-hmm. which felt like it was going to be this huge grand adventure, but really the lack of contiguousness between individual planets that you've got this sort of vast empty terrain 
of space that must either be traversed. Either you traverse it and it's boring, or you don't traverse it by fast traveling or skipping it or selecting hmm. it through a menu, and it's pointless because it robs the world of the persistence of contingency. And this is also the problem with Wind Waker, I'd say. Hey, no, that's fair. I love Wind over. Waker, but I'm saying that's the yeah. one thing is that the world doesn't feel as contiguous as contiguous yeah. because it's d- these discrete islands. Yeah, sure. I definitely well, missed I that. Print. Well, yeah, that, uh, I was gonna say I missed that you, No Man's Sky thing where it's like you get up and fly and break atmosphere. Like that was one of the coolest things about No Man's Sky was going in and out of ammo. Yeah. And then it's like you know you can fly over the surface of the planet on your ship and pick where to land. And that was mm-hmm. cool. And I don't know, Man's Sky is like a completely different game than it was, you know, when it freaking launched. But um, well, I was just thinking because I was already thinking about while you were listing all those games, I'm just like, oh yeah, we didn't mention Cocoon, the one I'm really looking forward to oh. very soon. Yeah, uh, from like it's the Limbo Cocoon? team, where you, Cocoon oh. is the one where you're leaping in and out of, uh, like. It's hard to even describe. It, it's like you're doing kind of multiverse things but it's happening kind of like you're going from a small oh that game oh geez looks, yeah but like that kind of takes that urgency and speeds it up in a way like it makes it part of the gameplay it feels like Man. it might be the in-between solution <laughs> what we're talking about so many games in a way it feels weird. like yeah yeah i'm psyched for that have to put that on my wish list. Yeah, yeah. I have to watch a video <laughs> to, to see how that works so I understand it better. But yeah. um and yeah, in Starfield, like everybody's humans. Uh, there's not like boring. any like yeah, there's not like any wild there's no sexy alien races, no sexy nope, blue people. No sexy alien races. I don't know if there is eventually. I keep feel I keep hearing people like talk around things later in that game, and I felt like I hit one of the points, or I thought I hit the point with the thing that no one is talking about, which I didn't think was that big a deal. Um and but then I was like, well, hearing someone else talking around something, it doesn't sound like the thing that I found. So mm-hmm. like maybe I didn't find the thing that I thought mm-hmm. that they were talking about. So I don't know. Maybe it, I did hear that there is some kind of like funny new game plus business going on where the nature of the world changes every time you new game plus. Um yeah. so that's interesting. I mean, but I you know, I don't know. This is, like yeah, given my past experience with Bethesda games, I don't know if this is something I'm going to want to like, you know, I would yeah, want to run yeah. through either way. I don't know. I put like 10 perfectly serviceable hours into it and I, <laughs> I might go back to it. I might not. Um, I mean, so far it, seems it was, like it was less than that. I yeah. lost my count. You know, it yeah. feels like that's the biggest praise for it so far is, is the, the common defense of it that I've seen since release is that like people are bashing it because it's not like it, it feels like an old, but it seems like people are loving that it's comfort food. For them, you know, sure. in, in a way that I think is because I felt like there was a lot of dissatisfaction with Fallout 4 because it didn't quite scratch the itch that the previous games did. And I think that this succeeds at doing that mm-hmm. without the expectations of it being the next Fallout game. It's merely the mm-hmm. next Bethesda RPG. Yeah. So it can be anything. And, and it's it's satisfying that for people. And I... Yeah, I understand that, but that also feels like a format that me having never, I've only played a little bit of Skyrim, like eight, 10 hours of Skyrim myself. That's okay. really my only exposure. You know, that I feel like that that kind of open world game 
I don't know if it's something I could get into anymore. I, 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 although I've often wished that I could like go back and play like Morrowind or Oblivion on my Switch. You know, like I wish that mm-hmm. they would yeah. make ports Morrowind, of some I of those older do. ones. I feel, <laughs> I feel like, like I could I heard do that on rumblings a of a remake yeah. for uh, Oblivion coming mm. possibly. Yeah. Well, my thing with, I mean, we talked about it before, I think, but like Skyrim weirdly doesn't feel as, it, it feels like there's small things within big thing. Like I can still find borders, which is what I need. Like I can't play a true sandbox game. I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think those are fun. Like sleeping dogs is my favorite hybrid of that. Yeah. It's very focused, you know, small. Yeah, it's focused. That's why I'm looking forward to this new Assassin's Creed, because it's not this big, expansive, like, oh, the world is the entirety of Southern England, you know? Right, exactly. (laughs) It's just like, oh, it's just based around, like, a city, and and I just do assassination stuff, and it's not, like, an action RPG? Like, that sounds great to me. Um, Because, like, I enjoyed 30 Hours of Valhalla, but, like, that was, like, (laughs) barely scratching the surface of that game. Yeah. Also, 30 Hours of Valhalla sounds like a good game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's from Annapurna Interactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played some Starfield. Um, and yeah, I'd been kind of plugging away a bit at Sea of Stars and was mm-hmm. like, kind of like, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's, it's all mm-hmm. right. Um, but, you know, it wasn't really grabbing me. And then I kind of came to terms with the fact that, like, you know what? I'm just going to end up playing Baldur's Gate 3 on the PlayStation and not on Steam. Um because also, like, my wife's going to want to watch me play it. Um, mm. And if she actually doesn't like it and isn't going to play more on PlayStation, I don't want to buy a second copy of it on Steam. Yeah. Like, if she was playing it and enjoying it on there and we were both playing it on our own thing, that would be cool. But I'm like, nah, I'm going to play Baldur's Gate 3 on PlayStation. So I was like, you know what? I can get Armored Core and play that on my Steam Deck. Um, which I've played very little of in Steam School. I'll probably talk about it more like uh, in the future. But like, like right after I got Armored Core, I was like, okay, I don't want to play Armored Core on my deck right now. I'll play a little bit more Sea of Stars. And then like everything started to work for me in that game. <laughs> I was waiting <laughs> a lot for that. better. Yeah. yeah it was <laughs> like kind of like it was a little bit bland. I, I, I think it's harsh mm-hmm. to say it was bland for like the first six hours. That is definitely mischaracterizing the level of enjoyment I was having. Because it's mm-hmm. a very well-crafted, uh, you know, throwback 16-bit RPG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's from the people that made The Messenger. Um, apparently, it's technically a prequel to The Messenger. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> like, the, you know, the world and the characters and the animations just look fantastic. Uh, it is a lot of fun just kind of exploring the world because there's a lot of, like, climbing and just hopping over gaps. And um, it's good music, right? Uh, there is some Mitsuda music in there. I don't know if it's all Mitsuda. I think it's just okay. a, one of those. We're uh, referencing one of his games, so obviously we're getting him in there, just like okay, with, uh, okay. yeah, just just like with Cyberfunk. It's like, yeah, <laughs> with yeah. yeah, and yeah, and Streets of Rage Four. Um, like so that's what you do now. It's what you do. You get him. They don't. Yeah, you can't afford to pay him for the whole soundtrack, but you can get him in there for a little <laughs> bit. Get a track. Um, yeah. So it it was is just like really. E- e- you know, good environmental puzzles that like aren't too complicated. Um, mm-hmm. It just, you know, I was having a good time. I wasn't like super digging the combat. Just didn't feel like there was a lot of options to it. 
uh, it has a thing where, um, you know, when you hit enemies, they drop these little like energy things and you restore some of your MP, which you don't have a whole lot of MP. So even though the game says like, oh yeah, you know, you should use your spells when you have full MP, that is a lie because then you won't be able to cast another spell that you might need to. Um, and you might need to because enemies have, uh, when they're building up for like a special attack, they'll get these little icons over their head, which indicate like what kind of attacks you need to hit them with. Some of which might be magical. So it's like, I kept getting into this trap early on where it's like, I would be like, oh, I'm going to use my fucking magic, like whatever. And then they'd pop up a thing and they'd be like, ah, ah, now you need that magic spell to break my guard and save you from this attack coming. And I'd be like, son of a bitch. Um, However, I don't know why it, maybe I forgot this early on, but it's like you can, there's the mechanic where you absorb those little energy globules that like fall out of enemies and Mm -hmm. that imbues your standard attack with magic for that turn. So it's another way for getting that and it does more damage. Um, But yeah, I hit a point where kind of like, well, a few things happened, like another character became involved. So like now, you know, I have four characters you have three active ones, but you can hot swap the part, the, you know, the other one in at any time. And it doesn't cost you a turn, which is something I always like in RPGs. Oh. Um, going mm-hmm. back to final fantasy 10, where it doesn't cost you a turn to switch characters. I, oh. I just like that. Um, and I kind of figured out how to better just manage my resources in battle. So it felt like, like I was getting the better of enemies mm-hmm. more so rather than just kind of like dealing with the crap that they were throwing at me. But also I got a hook shot. Um, (laughs) which meant that I could initiate combat like a lot easier from a distance. And like when you get in the first hit, then they drop some of those little energy doodads. So you're already off to the right foot in every piece Mm. of combat and it's fun for getting around the world. And it was just, it was the point at which like the story kind of picked up. But I was like, you know, just kind of playing through those early hours. I'm just like, okay, well, when I get to this point, like everything, this is like all fun and nice and cute right now. (laughs) But it's like, this is the point where it's like, something's going to happen here. This is, looks like the end of what I would consider the first act of the game. Um, you know, your your boss is telling you, well, we just have to go kill this one last evil thing and the world is saved. Mm. And it's like, well, something's going to happen yeah. here. <laughs> it's not going to work out quite as well as we had planned. Um, and I hit that point and it's like, okay, now now we're off and running with this game and, and I'm having a really good time with it. So. Nice. Ooh. Took a little while to really get going for me, but mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah, now now I'm pretty pretty into it. So um, does this like do the, the thing order. better than the messenger did the thing? I think so because that's um, what has me most skeptical. Is that mm. you, you? You tell me it's from the makers of the messenger, and that does mm-hmm. that it doesn't sell me on it because of my <laughs> disappointment with that game, which again yeah. is a mostly very well made game that just doesn't its constituent parts don't come together in service of the greater whole. Well, I think, you know, the problem with the messenger is that the, once it opens up into like a big Metroidvania in the back half of the game, it becomes a pain in the ass because it's hard to get around. Yeah. Um, It's really, if it was easier to get around, that would probably be awesome, but like it needs just really, that's a Metroidvania problem. This is something completely, this feels like a very, well thought out planned constructed rpg um that maybe just took a little bit longer than needed to really kick into second gear for me i think some people just love it right off the rip um 
but I, I mean, I like it better when the game, I, I like it. Cause the messenger, the part that I like is like the beginning, like the eight bit stages. Yeah. Like that's when the game is pretty good. And then it kind of like becomes not good. This was kind of like, okay. And now it's becoming better. So, I mean, we'll see. Like, I, okay. I think the game is supposed to be like 25, 30 ish hours maybe. And I'm only like 10. So mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of game that it could still fuck up, but it feels <laughs> like it's headed in a, in a good direction. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, obviously you could wait till I'm done with it to, uh, for the full report on yeah. sea of stars, but it seems so far so good. Right. Um, and yeah, and now I'm just hopelessly addicted to Baldur's gate three that game rules. Oh my God. It's so good. Ah. Um, cause I don't have problems with difficulty or complexity. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us don't have those issues. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> she, she Lauren. was like, what I, when I sit down to play a game to relax, I don't want this shit. And I'm like, I get right. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't always want that either, but yeah, no, it's great. It's a, it's, it's taken me back to like, um, well, basically back full circle to when I first became introduced to Bioware, um, and playing mm-hmm. like coder and Jade empire and like, you know, first mm-hmm. mass effect and really, yeah. you know, dragon age, which was dragon age was kind of Bioware, yeah. which made Baldur's Gate the original Baldur's gate coming back to like, mm-hmm. you know, they made, in Neverwinter Nights and in games like this. Um, and then, you know, they didn't, they stopped doing that because of EA. So Larian Studios is putting this out now and Bioware is firing all the people that made those games. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Missed a lot of that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's but... these, these, you know, complicated RPG systems with just like a lot mm-hmm. of options for how you can tackle things and shit will go wrong yeah. in hilarious uh, ways or not hilarious ways, depending on your mood at the time um, and how many times you've tried to get through a particular situation. But, you know, it gives you room to figure things out. Um, yeah. And no, I love and, that era. Coder is the game that I've tried to play the most by mm-hmm. far. Yeah. Just can't do that gameplay. Yeah. But you play Jade Empire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Not, that is a game I'm afraid to like try and go back to, of course. <laughs> I mean, when I I played that game, well, I mean, I guess it was like it might have been like 10 years after Jade Empire came out that I finally played it and I liked it. Still thought oh, it was good. Okay, that's good then. Yeah. Um yeah. I really like yeah. that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean it was because like by the point of Knights of the Old Republic, they were already like consolifying like yeah. those systems mm-hmm. and making things easier. And this is going all the way back to like, no, 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 no. We're going to make this as complicated <laughs> as possible. Um, but you know, it, it feels good. It's just really cool to explore the world and, you know, it's just, just doing the stuff. I really like it. People, I mean, people seem to love about it. it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If it's... About it a lot. Yeah. And I, I understand it's really exceeding sales expectations too. Like, Good for them. They could not have predicted how well it's performing, apparently. Nice. Yeah, I know. I saw that because Xbox, it wasn't going to come out on Xbox this year because uh, Microsoft like demanded like parity between Series X and Series S versions of games. Oh. Um, <sighs> and there was something they could not guarantee worked in the Series S version. And then Microsoft was just like, fuck, you got to get this game out. Like, it's, mm. it's too big a deal. Like, you have <laughs> yeah, to, like, wow. get it out on our system. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> series S, be damned. Um, so is it not playable on Series S? I don't remember what the problem was. Right. I don't think it was completely unplayable, but it was more 
I, I don't know what I don't remember. You can look it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can you can look it up. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it's Dave, like you know. You you, what's that? Oh, I thought you were transitioning. I'm like, Dave, did you play Karateka? <laughs> That's about. Did you I, hit more Tim for that? Um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, just like yeah, it's it's just hitting for me. Um, I've yeah. I played like ten hours. Well, I've <laughs> on clock. I have ten hours. There's sure, surely a few extra hours of failure in there. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It yeah, I know. I, I I found my way around a very difficult encounter earlier by just like yeeting people off of a cliff, um, <laughs> into a pit with spiders. I was just like, Bam! I was just like looking at this room. There's like, there's all these fucking goblins. The guy I need to kill is in the middle. Like there's no seemingly no option for doing this sneakily. I'm just going to try to, I'm just going to start sh- throwing yeeting goblins into the spider pit. Hope this guy comes down here so I can yeet him in there as well. Um, Cause he's just ripping my party up like one-on-one and you know, eventually the dice fell in my favor and it all worked out. Um, and then for some reason there was a glitch and his body disappeared. So I didn't get to loot him, but I was like, ah, I'll let it go. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's still some of that for sure. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> but I, oh, yeah. And just yeah. being, yeah, it's like just, just finding ways around things. And, and the game has some good humor to it. Uh, it. It's refreshing and fun and, and just is, just hitting the right spot. Sweet. So cool. Yeah. Carrot, yeah. yeah. Wow. Really want to play that. Yeah. Um, I want to play both. Both sound great. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I bought like day one. Uh, picked up the making of Karateka, Karateka. There's even within Karateka. the documentary, there's disagreement about. They, they tend to. I feel, I feel like Jordan pronounces it both ways yeah. at certain points. Um, Jordan hey, might be right himself. Back. Sorry. Um, and uh, I'll be honest with you though, I, I, mm-hmm. I haven't made it all the way through. Um, because I, I sort of really like luxuriated and took my time in exploring a lot of those earlier games of his, mm-hmm. like each iteration of his asteroid ports and then the iterations of, um, of death bounce, which like, oh, okay. uh, uh, the, am I did so, so you have not. Have you have you picked it up? Did you play it, or are you asking? No, me? not yet. Like, well, and that's it. Sounds like uh, how I played the Atari Collection, which yeah. I am so far. Like, I don't know if I'll ever beat that game. Like, yeah, I came yeah. to a point where I just wanted to watch all the videos, which I wish were in like one section. But I went through mm-hmm. and watched a good chunk thereof. But uh, I love that they're doing a more focused kind of thing yeah. right now yeah it's so cool like no i that is top of my list black friday basically it, yeah yeah uh yeah. it is i guess what's fascinating i knew that they had included other games of his and mm-hmm. i knew that they had include like like some of his earlier efforts and i didn't think that that would really be the main attraction as much as yeah. it became but again, thanks to that Atari 50 way that they sort of structure everything where mm-hmm. it's it's in this timeline and I, th- th- this is going to sound so s- dumb and self-explanatory when I say it out loud, but <laughs> you get to play. So he one of the first things he does is he writes a homebrew port of asteroids for the Apple mm-hmm. II. And one of the oh, first okay. things you get to do is you play his first version of it. And like... 
It's great. It's fine. It's asteroids. It feels very complete. And then Mm -hmm. the game shows you, now here's the letter that he wrote to a publisher to try to get it published. Here's the letter that they wrote back with some notes and changes to make. Then Mm -hmm. you play the next version of the game where he implements their notes. (laughs) That's cool. And then you see the the next letter where they send send an even further review because now the publisher's worried about getting sued by Atari. For, now mm-hmm. they're getting a little nervous about publishing straight clones for home computers. So they, could you also change the asteroids so that they don't look so much like asteroids? And then you play that version of the game. And like, I know that that sounds like, well, yeah, that's 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 what it says on the box. That's what, But like the process of doing that is mm-hmm. so insightful into the iterative nature of game design it is a process that I never considered before, and this is the perfect vehicle for it because of the simplicity of yeah. these games. Like you get you get to be exposed to the entirety of the game. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not like this, it's this long game. It's an arcade style experience. So you can play it, and thus you are exposed to the entirety of the game's design. And then you play the iteration yeah. on it, and then you play the next iteration <laughs> on it. And then right. you and then you play his original game, Death Bounce which is basically an iteration on asteroids, but with some mm-hmm. more unique elements. And you play mm-hmm. as, you play it as that game goes through all these design changes. It is mm-hmm. so inside baseball, but it is the most fun right, right. way that that inside baseball could possibly be presented. Um, yeah. No, I mean, we're, we're whether it be uh, movies or games, we... We have talked about them critically for so long that that stuff is crack, you know, like yeah. that's what what is looking at something critically is asking, like, why? Why did they do that? Yes. And to actually, like, see and and feel the difference. Yeah. I think, like, games is almost harder because, you know, all our lives, you know, we get the final product and it's there's so much that goes into a game that it's hard to be. Like, uh, years ago when, uh, I think it was like one of the websites had like a really, really long, uh, like interview about like how a game is made and just like seeing like what, you know, definitive gameplay structures Mm -hmm. just made it in at the last week. Like (laughs) things that you were like, oh, that's what makes this game, uh, just shows up in the last, like and and that difference of just being like oh right because yeah. like movies you can kind of see a little like the second you think about it you're like oh okay especially if you've like made something sure you're sure. like oh okay. yeah i, I think i think i remember reading that like the boomerang mechanic of kratos's like axe in the mm-hmm. new god of war like wasn't in the game until like very very late yeah. and that's like the whole game of the freaking the combat I, of the game <laughs> Like that was the thing that finally made it click. It's yeah, yeah it's yeah. wild. And then what? While in Atari Fifty, I I thought that like the modern revisions of some of those games were like a cool novelty. Here in this, mm-hmm. they take Jordan Mechner's unpublished game Death Bounce, and you see it go through all these revisions based on publisher notes and suggestions. You see Jordan like try to write like this whole Bible about the backstory, and and it's it really tries to flesh it out. And the thing is, it's an interesting concept that just never really comes together. It 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 just doesn't really gel 
into a solid playable like game with achievable objectives like there's a lot of interesting pieces but it's just not it's not a complete thing and to see the digital eclipse team take the germs of all those ideas on display and with 40 years of game design hindsight with the benefit of of 40 years of game design experience that they finished it for him, that they turned it into a product that feels complete, that feels like this is what it was always supposed to be. This was what was always in his head that he just couldn't get out and into code for whatever reason. Like there's something extremely gratifying about that. Like I wonder how Jordan must have felt to see someone finally complete what he thought at 18 years old was going to be his masterpiece. <laughs> like to see someone yeah, finally bring 18. it to fruition <laughs> and make it the thing that it was always supposed to be. If he mm-hmm. wasn't too busy, like cutting class at Yale, you know, like right. <laughs> um, it's it, it, that yeah, kind of thing that. has this emotional resonance that uh mm-hmm. th- that you know there are a lot of cool things in Atari 50 i think that's an amazing compilation but like th- that this kind of thing is it's just wild it's like wow this is not only is this finally fun <laughs> they finally made mm-hmm. a fun version of of his death bounce that he was working on for like 2 years but like they did it they finished something yeah. that was deeply important to him when he was a teenager and that must feel incredibly like this full circle moment um, for him and for us, the audience, the players experiencing it, like mm-hmm. what they've achieved with this game. And I've barely even touched the actual Karateka yeah. <laughs> games. I, you know, right. I've, I've only begun to dabble with those. It's, it's everything leading mm-hmm. up to that, that I'm just wildly impressed by. Um, yeah. And like, I mean, $20 is a, a little more than a, one of the pricier movie tickets, that you can get and to so to to be able to get this sort of documentary experience on on a one-off subject you know like that's that's the thing is that i think it's it's a weird value proposition that we've never really been introduced to before like here's just one game here's a deep dive and it is not a compilation it's a deep dive into one game into one creator and not even up to prince of persia there's no prince of persia in this oh you thought it was it's about jordan magner so there's going to be prince of persia fuck no you only get up to karatika that's where we're stopping it's his life history up to there <laughs> which it, it, it seems like a hard sell because i've never played karateka well i was gonna say like i didn't know there were games besides karateka in there Re- oh, one. okay, okay. Like, at all, like I, I mean, I was just going off of the trailer, which doesn't, like, as far as I remember, yeah, yeah. even mention other stuff. But like, uh, it's, it's, you know, we're at a time where stuff is so hyper, uh, like niched to you, mm. like that's why this exists in the first. Like, I think I'm more impressed that it got, you know, like printed <laughs> it exists at slash all. exists in the first, like. Whatever the price is, they made a very large game, uh, you know, put so much effort into yeah. this 
arguably one of the nichest things I've ever heard yeah. of. Like, <laughs> but you can also, yeah. think of. But yeah. they are also really leveraging everything that they did for Atari 50. Like it is the exact right. same I mean, interface. No. They're, they're leveraging yeah. the, the emulators that they already wrote mm -hmm. for Atari 50 uh, for, you know, and, and so it's, this is a great way for them to continue to leverage those existing assets oh, and yeah. make these really, this interesting series uh, of, of, of deep dives. Yeah. Yeah, well, and they know the audience is there. I think like that's kind of the big surprise, yeah, in a way yeah. too. Like, like that that Atari collection came out, and like, yeah, we're interested, and like, I feel like, you know, Gen X that grew up with, on mm -hmm. Atari are interested, but anybody younger, I don't know. I yeah. but I think it's finding more appeal than we expected. So now, uh. Now that infrastructure is there, keep yes. doing it, please. Mm -hmm. Like I, I wish they had a, a subscription model. Honestly, like mm. if it was, if they were making these regularly, like you know, one I every six months. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be too long until the next one. No. The way Chris Kohler talks about it on Twitter, like. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it could be any. Well, I mean, like, well, and the fact that they just dropped this Wizardry remake too. Like, yeah, I was about to say, like they just did that. I this thing okay so that wasn't a dream i meant to look into that <laughs> i didn't i literally wasn't sure if that existed or if i made that up yeah yeah no and well but i think the difference with that is that it is a completely different set of technology tools than what they're using for mm -hmm. this gold master series um you know because it's it's not an emulation it is a it's mm -hmm. it's it's a ground up remake that must be running on the original code because you can switch between them you know, okay. at any point. And you can, in fact, have the original wizardry running in a small window simultaneously while you're <laughs> looking at the visual remake. So, um, yeah. so, so, so while cool. I think that is a different thing and, and there's no history aspect, as far as I know, there's no museum oh. aspect to that release. Um, okay. cool. But, um, but yeah, I, think, I think it's just, you know, they're getting in, they clearly want the history of video games to be presented in a different way. So mm -hmm. it's like between, you know, Atari 50 and, you know, this one, it sounds like um, they're like putting these out almost as like a proof of concept of like, well, this, you know, if we're going to learn about like how video games are made yeah. and like, you know, do it in a way that just a non-interactive video just doesn't do justice. Like, we have to do this work and see if there's enough interest out there or if this is going to be a pet project that we fund by doing other games, you know, like this wizardry remake, you know, how do we, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, from, from a historical perspective, it's just like, there's, so long as they, you know, break even mm -hmm. like, you know, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the value add is like, Oh, we're, we're just doing the work and, and getting it out there. Um, well, not as, having as, if, if, I was going to say, as Frank Cifaldi talks a lot about how, like, you know, so much of video game history is already lost, like, already yeah, gone yeah. forever. Um, that and article never got be a lot of traction, or yeah. quote, whatever. Just yeah. like, you know, it, it is, it, it's it's already gone, because we started thinking about it too late, um, yeah. and nobody started taking it seriously, on, you know, for, for too long, so so much of it is already gone, and you can't get Nintendo to talk about fucking anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, it's such a new art form that we forget, like... Mm -hmm. You know, they were, I always go back to taping over Python in the 60s. Mm, they were just yeah. like, BBC was just like, we need more room. We need the tapes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but it's, yeah. you know, you put out the stuff that's, 
you know, about what you can do about these old games like Karatek and Atari 50. And then like eventually, you know, maybe somebody comes around. It's like, you know what? We're going to let you see some shit about Mega Man that nobody's ever seen, you know, (laughs) or or some other, you know, classic game. I'm from the 90s or or 80s or whatever. I'd love to see one of these on like first Mortal Kombat. Oh, I know. But also like. (laughs) The thing is, they're they're kind of doing the Criterion model, which right. is it. It doesn't necessarily have to be the big releases too, because mm-hmm. yeah, it yeah. is exciting that they're doing. Like eventually, yes, those will mm-hmm. get in there, and it'll be such a huge deal. But like, it's exciting that they're putting a, a light on these little, like mm-hmm. little, obviously super important, but like not stuff that I think about kind of games too. Yeah, no, nobody's out here being like, where can I play Karateka? Right yeah, today. Right. You know? <laughs> well, and here's my main takeaway about the economics of the situation is that up until now, retro game releases have always have always been a value proposition. It has always mm-hmm. been a, hey, here's a collection of games that are older and thus we don't consider them to have the value of a modern release anymore. And you can get 20 or 30 of them for the price of one new release. It's the same, right. you know, with like a compilation, the way compilations of old TV shows were in, in the DVD days like hey how would you like the complete series of this old forgotten thing that no longer has any market value the market has said mm-hmm. you know that has always been the retro release model whereas what they've posited is actively targeting the people that are interested in the history aspect and as much as i would love to get a look at digital eclipses books and see how financially successful oh, yeah. this is i think it is self-evident that they the, the very fact that they have this plan for a gold master series the very fact that they can say like yes we're doing this we're making a series is evidence to me that like they are selling this exclusively this is not a mass market thing they are not mm-hmm. selling it to the people who play games casually and to think oh i'd like to be able to boot up that old game i played as a kid once or twice and dick around with it they are selling this to people with an active interest in a history of them in the history of the medium and that they yeah, can and do that and that economically it works they are right, selling well, enough to do it that's wonderful and the well the the timing works out because you couldn't have done this in an age where you're trying to sell games off a shelf yes like, oh yeah you do it yeah yeah <laughs> this would die in a store yeah, yeah but also great. you know they they're behind cowabunga collections so that's you know the yep. thing they have that is on shelves that people are just yeah, very you know, true. buying so mm-hmm. like yeah you know you can do some of these like like a mid-tier compilation thing that's like okay there's some stuff in here but there's something that people really want get mm-hmm. that out there with your rep and then you know do your your other stuff that you really want to do um yeah. which might not make as much money for you as as a company. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's like how way forward they do their original games and then right, they do right. license things. And and, and yeah. Yeah. You kind of never know. Like, oh, is this uh, you know way forward a team or way forward you know, <laughs> paying the bills team? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes paying the bills team works out. You get Transformers Devastation. Yeah. Or that was Platinum. <laughs> that was Platinum. them. They what do the I same see? shit. What is yeah. WayForward working on, right? They're working on, oh, the new Contra it's, game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It did I, not I, look good. It, that it doesn't look direct. good to me either, oh, no. That was WayForward. Wow. Yeah, yeah that didn't yep. look good. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping it's because it was running on Switch and just like the frame rate was not great and it'll look nicer on other things, but 
I'm not. Mountain Rush had uh, some glitches on Switch, I will say. Yeah, too. Yeah. I don't know if those even exist on other platforms. No, but... that thing ran at like 60 frames per second on a Steam Deck. It looked great. <laughs> I mean, it still it looked great, yeah. but uh, there were characters like floating and getting stuck, and I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Switch switches. Six years old at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's old at this yeah. point. Um, I'm there, hoping that that Contra game is ends up being along the lines of of a Double Dragon Neon, which I think mm. probably would look mm. similarly garish in stills and like like if you if you didn't know what that game was, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, this doesn't yeah. look like what I would want from Double Dragon. But then you play it and it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'm, be, I'm being optimistic and charitable. I don't think that game looks good. The Contra no. game. <laughs> no. No. All right. Um, anybody spend some time with that F099? Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, I don't like this game, Dave. I, I hate it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I played God, it for like 20 you. minutes and deleted that shit off my Switch. I was wow, like, I, this is really? Stupid. Yeah. Just like, it's, yeah. Because you're just like getting banged around with a bunch of other cars. You're not really racing. You're just making it to the end. It's like it is, it is kind of bumper cars. It is yeah, it's pure survival. It's like yeah, like you can't like boost strategically because if you boost more than once a lap, and sometimes even once a lap, you're just gonna get blown up. Yeah, because yeah. there's just so many cars. You can't and, and it's you can't like avoid them. Um, it's not like, so, you know, in F0X and GX, there's 30 cars on the track, but like the tracks are wider. Yeah. There's space for them where this is the F01 tracks and they were not made wider to accommodate more vehicles other than the very beginning where you do that kind of like run up um, and then you, you jump onto the track and then it's just. <laughs> <laughs> pachinko and, balls funneling down also into. you know like my first five races were all on fucking death wind because people kept voting for it really and yeah it was annoying i'm like well this is just is this the thing that people do on here do they just not want to play other tracks they're just gonna do death wind over and over again it's, for me it was the opposite experience everyone yeah. always chose the easier track and it was forever until i ever got to play death wind oh I mean, you know, Deathwind's just a fast oval. I didn't think it was hard. Um, yeah, but, but it's annoying because the fucking wind. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I mean, between that and Sand Ocean, people always choose Sand Ocean. Like, if, mm. if, if, if that's the choice. At least for yeah. me. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that, that did frustrate me at first as well. Mm. Um, but I persevered, I think, because it was this... The, the, it's the original F-Zero that is locked into my muscle memory way more than X or even GX. Um, mm -hmm. The hour, you know, because I was 10. And so the hours that I poured into perfecting every line on those tracks in practice mode, um, you know, determining exactly where to boost in order to get maximum, like which wall do you hug in order to shave off milliseconds. I, I was a little obsessive about this original, about the original F-Zero. Um, I mean, that's what you did with the racing games then. It was just like yeah. you did them time trials and yeah. tried to beat your time over and over yeah. again because how else were you doing this afternoon? Yeah, and I never did that with X or GX um, just because, you know, because I wasn't a 10-year-old kid anymore probably. Uh, so so for me to get to experience these tracks in in this new way that I that, that sort of deliberately breaks them and the kludge that they have 
devised to work around it, which is like the floating track that you can access if you collect enough little little golden balls that mm-hmm. drop. Um, you know, I, I, that that is the workaround, is that, well, <laughs> collect enough of these little balls and you can bypass everyone else by going on the clear track that's that's up above. Um, mm-hmm. I think it works. You know, it's it's not the technically perfect game that I mastered when I was 10, but I, I appreciate the change. And I also... Um, it's tough at first because when when you're lodged at the back of the pack because that's where everybody is but by the time you get to lap 3 or 4 enough people have blown up that the track load lightens up a little bit and and especially if you start to enter some of the um uh, uh, like the special races where it's like, it's a circuit and only the mm-hmm. top, you know, like after the first round, only the top 80 racers get to proceed. After that, only the top 60 racers get to proceed. The thin does herd eventually until you get to a more reasonable amount of opponents. It is still, un- I remember the first time I played F0X and I was like, mm-hmm. there's 30 racers out here at the same time. That's nuts. Um, you know, that, that blew my mind. And of course those tracks are designed to accommodate that number of cars, but it still felt like a lot. And this yeah. is just comical. This is just mm-hmm. a, a comically, yeah. over, uh, uh, you know, a crazy amount of cars into these tracks. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind it surprisingly because, yeah. because I, that was the first thing I felt when I played it, it was like, oh, this sucks. I'm just bumping into stuff, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I kept going and I, I. I'm not going to say I got over it, but I, I it just started to bother me less, I guess. Yeah. I was I'm just kind of like, oh, I just got to live to the end of a race. And that was it. Not yeah. even finished high. Well, and that's gotta... harder. That's that's always, it's it feels a lot harder for me because I, I was the kind of F-Zero player who would, like, I wouldn't, I, I would never touch the walls. I would never mm-hmm. touch other cars. I was never, ever in a risk of losing all my health. And so mm. to to experience the game in this way, where running out of health is this constant threat, forces me to examine the tracks from a different perspective. Well, the I boost guess. system's different in this than it was. And the in boost the system is different, different, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's using the energy push pull from right. the later ones. Uh so you know, yeah. you didn't have to worry in in yeah, the first one you just had you had stocks of boosting and yeah, losing all your energy, like you had to like deliberately fly into the walls if you wanted right, to die right. or fly off the course as yeah it were, but... no i'm having a ball with it i'm absolutely yeah it did not tickle it. my fancy i it was just like oh it's away from me yeah no I, I i can totally understand that tetris but, 99 uh, still the only one that really does it for me yeah yeah is that still the, playable the yep oh it is yeah that's oh, cool. I thought that they, they still do events and put out new backgrounds for oh. it every now and then uh, I still dip into it here and there. Yeah. No, the other that. ones. Yeah. Cause Mario 35 was a limited thing. Yeah. I thought that game was boring. Um, and Pac-Man, they shut down or yeah. are shutting down. And that ah. one just felt like that should have been good, but it didn't make any sense uh, with how the mechanics of it worked. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, people seem yeah. to like this one though, but, uh, not me, <laughs> not well, I. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I have bought and played is the DLC for uh, uh, the for for Ninja Turtles. Um, Turtles, 
Returnals. Oh, you bought that. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, Yusagi Ojimbo and Karai. Uh, and the survival mode, which um, which I never played in Streets of Rage 4. I've, I've read that this is pretty much exactly the same as the survival mode in Streets of Rage 4, which plays out kind of like a roguelike kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, so the way that this works is that you're, you're dropped into a... a one of five newly designed stages, uh, new, new, brand new backgrounds um, with new music and everything. Uh, and you have to defeat a certain number of enemies. And once you do, you get your choice of two permanent <laughs> upgrades for the next round. Um, you know, one of them. So it's those Resident Evil 4 uh, stages or those. Uh, that minigame, that survival. The mercenaries? Mercenaries, sort of. I... Yeah. I wouldn't know, unfortunately, but uh, if that's what it sounds like, then that's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I had a blast. I had an absolute blast with it. I would have had yeah. more fun if I could just con- convince my damn kids to play it with me. Um, mm-hmm. But they just they could not care less about it. But I really <laughs> like the new. I, I like Usagi and Karai. I thought that I would love Usagi a lot more, but I like Karai better, even though she is mm-hmm. she's a she has no weapons. Which is mm. weird. It's all fisticuffs, which I didn't think I would dig. Um, usually, I usually prefer to. I'm a Leonardo main. I like to slice people with a sword, and so I thought I'd be all over Usagi. But he is. He's also so significantly different from the way Leonardo plays, um, mm-hmm. which I I didn't think was possible. But uh, but yeah, they really made these two new characters feel incredibly different. Uh, great value for seven bucks. Yeah. I'll have to get that at some point. It just came out in the midst of everything else. Yeah, sure did. Um, other than that, I've I've been spending, dumping more hours and hours into Tears of the Kingdom, and I am, uh, three, three dungeon, three three regional phenomenon down, including now uh, a big optional one underground where you get Minuru's assistance. Which is something I did not That's know. That's not existed. optional. That's not optional. No, you just sequence broke dog. I did. Yep. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that this thing existed. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. Um. Finally got the yeah, master I think, sword. I think I referenced that last time we recorded because I had just done it and I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Because I I did it a little out of sequence too, but you did it way out of sequence. It really? Sounds like. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go in more. De- well, I'll, I'll talk to you about it after the show. But, okay. Um, yeah. For some people, they're, if they're still working through Tears of the Kingdom, they probably didn't even want to hear that bit, but whatever. Wow. Um, All right. It's, it's oh, been man. a shit. Shit. Yeah. What temple haven't you done? Uh, the Gerudo, which I also left until last uh, you want, Breath of the Wild. You want to know what? You know what? What? That's my favorite one. Really? Yep. That's wow. my favorite temple. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I've Was it your favorite in Breath of the Wild? No, it was my least favorite in Breath of the Wild because the boss was a motherfucker. Mm, um, okay. Uh, but in Tears of the Kingdom, it's pr- I I don't know. I don't want to overhype it, but I thought it was very cool. All that, right. that temple. Okay. I've always avoided the the the, the ones in <laughs> It's the the areas I have always sort of left last to explore in both of these games are the areas that require you to 
either wear a special suit of armor, oh. like it annoys me up in the Gorons, up on Death Mountain, that I got to wear this heat armor. Like, mm-hmm. So you don't just burst into so flames. You don't just burst into flames. Mm-hmm. And it annoys me when I'm in Gerudo Valley that the sandstorms mess with my map. Like it sort of mm-hmm. takes a fundamental means of the game's navigation like a fundamental part of the game's ui basically and just yeah robs you of it and i find that frustrating um mm-hmm. just on a on a very deep level <laughs> i don't like <laughs> i don't like a basic game function being taken away from me even for the sake of like narrative mm-hmm. purpose um but i'm um, you know yeah. but, but 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 it is cool so far the like the battles that i have gotten to do with um princess uh princess what's her name the Gerudo, the, the, the chief yeah. of the Gerudo tribe, like her mechanic is very cool. I like the, yes. the arrow shock yep. thing. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff. That is, yep. that's what I've played in the last two months, y'all. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're going to talk about stuff we watch now. Unless we, did you it. have more than Bomb Rush Cyberfunk? Because, oh, it was literally just Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. All right. You yeah. Bomb Rush that stuff. Well, I had. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. I haven't put that much into a game in a while, and that was yeah. probably ten hours. <laughs> it was probably a ridiculously low amount of time. But yeah, yeah, this is where uh, I have less to talk about because boy, I just you know I haven't even I even started watching Ahsoka. Um, watched like a that, little. Oh, but okay. I tried. I tried to go back and watch yeah. Clone War. I looked up a list of like here's the episodes oh. of Clone Wars you need to watch to understand Ahsoka. Because I, I know that there's like emo- certain emotional resonances yep. with these characters that mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna feel if I watch well, it. I, without thought, it that was, context. I thought it was more Rebels because it's like the entire cast of Rebels is in the freaking show. Is it more Rebels? Okay, well That's maybe I'll thought, just skip yeah. to Rebels because man, also not a good show. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, was, when I when I tried because I think I watched the first season of Rebels and I had the same thing when I watched Beast Wars. Or the mm-hmm. like early reboot where I'm just like, I see the writing's good. I just don't like the art direction. And I'm just like so distanced from the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just like, I could see why if I was younger and it clicked with me, I'd be into it. But not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't say Clone Wars is a bad show. It is just expressly targeted at a very young audience and not in the way that like, oh, grownups can enjoy this too. No, it's just like Mm -hmm. the pacing and the writing. It is just, it is for eight year olds. And I I can't, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I try, I've tried a couple times with Clone Wars and I'm just like, it's it's hard. I just Uh, get nerd nerd frustration at people not talking about the Tartakovsky when they say Clone Wars. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. There's that, that as well course yeah That's so, so yeah yeah i haven't i have not watched that show at all yet i will um yeah. i just haven't gotten to um i watched like a couple more episodes of uh what my adventures with superman and that show continues oh, cool. to be fun oh yeah yeah um yeah that's what no, i should I be watching I, I do i have watched a lot of all elite wrestling that's <laughs> <in the past laughs> sure yeah there's been Same. an insane amount of all elite wrestling that's usually what i'm doing when i'm watching stuff i realize it's uh, like I, I'm well, there's, watching, yeah there's a lot every week and there's especially been a lot in the last month <laughs> Well, I was going to say, like, at this point, I'm not catching all of them in a week anymore. Yeah, Usually, like, I'll always catch Dynamite, and then one of the other two that seems like the better one just times out. It's usually Collision. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, even though know. Rampage, I'm usually, like, home for. Collision yeah. is, 
I'm usually not. Collision's tough because it is Saturday night. Yeah. Um, but I generally do enjoy that show. But yeah, I just all because nobody ever wants to hear random wrestling talk. Um, <laughs> into wrestling. Yeah, yeah I will yeah. just say that there has never been a better time to be a fan of professional wrestling than right now. And not just because, you know, I have found mm-hmm. all elite wrestling and they're really good. It's because like there is so much wrestling that is accessible. Yeah. Um, well, and also like, well, OK, so one, well, at least recently wwe hasn't been as shit as it used to be uh it's still a product that i can no longer really tolerate watching um yeah because because of just the the pace of their shows and Mm -hmm. how they do certain things it just drives me up a wall um and in all aw (laughs) is just the wrestling that i like it is i just enjoy it much more but also you know there's so much that is on youtube there is so much you know subscription services if you want to watch stuff from japan uh if you want to watch some show from random northwest independent wrestling companies you can do that it is just all there's just so much out there that you can just watch and it's great um do you wish that because there was there was a moment where i thought the uh hulu that is not mine that i use (laughs) was inaccessible to me and i'm like how do i actually watch this and it was like (laughs) oh okay fight tv <laughs> what like actually finding like the thing to watch aew oh. was like tricky to find yeah if, well if, i guess if you don't have youtube tv um right. or oh, does whatever YouTube that entails TV, i can just do that uh yeah because you get i that's that's actually the um how it is served to me uh oh, over yeah. discord is yeah like uh uh the, vpn the, and the, youtube the, well no the the host of no no he's, he's just like oh. you know he gets tnt on there and tbs oh yeah, so it that's gets, it i didn't know youtube tv got yeah you, you youtube tv is just cable basically okay um yeah and you don't need cable for that okay that's right good. yeah you don't need it is what you you cut cable by getting youtube tv my parents have fucking youtube tv now wow yeah that's that, that is how widespread yeah i like they they got rid of uh, Spectrum Time Warner because it's yep. a piece of shit. By the I'm way, fine. I have also gotten rid of Spectrum Time Warner because hey. oh, this is exciting. <laughs> Finally, one of the local uh, ISP uh, startups came through my neighborhood running fiber. <gasps> um, oh, so oh, yeah, so now jealous. I got. Yep, I oh my, I was so excited. Um, oh yeah, it's been wonderful. so long that I've been on Google Fiber, like most oh. oh. of the time since I moved, and like. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Anytime another subscription even like is mentioned, I'm just like it's half the price and twice as fast. Like it yeah. needs to be everywhere. Yeah. I. That, well, that's the. Th- it's like I was paying eighty five bucks a month yeah. for Spectrum yeah. cable and getting like maybe sixty seventy down and like no nothing to speak of an upload. It was just absolute mm-hmm. freaking garbage. God. But there was like my only my next best option was Verizon DSL, which is way worse Um, because I had it at my apartment before I moved here like 13 years ago and it was not good. Uh, So, yeah, it's like they they, I got like a flyer saying they were like going to be at some event in the park at the end of August. I'm going to go down there and ask them why the fuck they haven't run shit in my neighborhood yet because stop (laughs) don't stop cock teasing me um yeah yeah, then their trucks came rolling through and and yeah i i got on it as soon as i could so now yeah i'm paying less money for like 10 times as much bandwidth both ways uh it's it's awesome it's great it's fantastic uh (laughs) 
and it's not you know it's it's a western new york internet company um hey. so yeah yep i'm there's like two two of them going around laying fiber and and yeah one of them made it to me first so they got my biz uh. <laughs> That sounds awesome. I am jealous. I've been hoping that some. I, th- I feel like my neighborhood is too rural for that to probably ever possibly mm-hmm. happen. Uh, but yeah. I did just get a letter from Spectrum in the mail last week saying we are raising the price of your internet from yep. eighty dollars to eighty five dollars. Yep. We are also that. raising the speed yep. of your internet from twenty megabits per second to three hundred oh to oh, three hundred. That's okay. not bad. Right. That's okay. okay. Which is okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the, you know, for all right. Um, they didn't say anything <laughs> about the upload speeds though. And that's, what's mm-hmm. most important to me because I work yeah. with huge audio files that I really yep. wish I could upload faster. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I downloaded. What did I download on? Oh, it was when I downloaded armored core on steam. Cause steam has really good servers. Like the best, the best servers. Um, Download that game. It's like 60 gigs, like 10 minutes. Jesus, really? Yeah. And that was, I downloaded both my, my, uh, my desktop and my steam deck at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's so good. Working at home. Like my internet is way better than like my companies. Like I go, like if I go into the office, it's just like, ugh, this is so sluggish. Mm. And spoiler Google drive has, shit the bed since like may so like getting anything off there has just been very bad you know like yeah uploading giant video files uh in the office a pain i'm just like i'm just Uh, gonna go i'm gonna do this put this on a flash drive bring it home (laughs) yeah pretty much jeez jeez um Uh, yeah wrestling's wrestling's great uh that's what i was getting at oh yeah no and uh yeah god i was just looking at because i i never found a way to put up a lot of posters just at this apartment but like when i got to see lucha underground and i was like looking at that poster looking at like all the people that are in aew now like yeah. penta front and center from mm-hmm. you know forever ago it's just nice yeah nice we, yeah we this hulu login that you pilfer is it is it like a hulu sure. subscription that also offers a live tv yeah, they also pay for live TV. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. It's, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it's, I yeah. wanted to watch AEW, I I mm-hmm. honestly don't know what my options would. I I don't have access to any live TV, right? Situation. So no, it without this, it was the same thing. That's where I was just like, what does? As far as I can tell, it's either yeah. YouTube TV or Fight TV. I mean, yeah. if you want to hang it out in a Discord with people, <laughs> and then there's that. I mean, well, this thing, like for me, like it's, it's watching wrestling with people, which is what makes wrestling, you know, a lot better, uh, is always watching it with a group of people cracking jokes and and enjoying it and talking about the stuff. And yeah, that that's, so yeah. Yeah. If you ever want to pop into discord and watch some all elite wrestling, just let me know, man. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Get you. Yeah, absolutely. All are, all are welcome if they're cool. (laughs) (laughs) i'll try real hard to be cool then i guess yeah yeah Yeah. surprisingly actually funny too like not wrestlers trying to be funny like actually funny people that are wrestlers yeah god there's some shit i've been yeah like tony storm has been killing me lately just that gimmick is so funny (laughs) the gimmick's perfect that new intro's fucking what's her name that like Every that came out uh, that's with QT Marshall's. Uh, oh yeah, Harley Cameron. 
hysterical. Harley Cameron. <laughs> like, their timing is so good. <laughs> it's annoying because they're beautiful people. Their timing should not be this good. <laughs> yeah, it, it is an extreme, yeah, oddly funny show. Yep. Very funny people on there. Um, uh, all right. Other, other stuff watched very quickly. Like, mm-hmm. uh, well, I, when Superman was on, I was also, it was like, oh, it's time to watch my two DC shows on Max, which is Superman and Harley Quinn. Harley mm-hmm. Quinn has finished. Uh, still a good show. I feel like people kind of dropped off of that one, but that's a solidly just very well-written uh, DC show kind of in the background with a lot of, good uh like strong voice cast doing some weird mm. shit um and uh also finished up uh reservation dogs mm. the other thing that i was watching but that show is completely done at this point three seasons uh like i know people are kind of <laughs> on the fence slash sick of taika at this point the nice thing about reservation dogs is that like he was only kind of partially uh, responsible for the show so if you're in that camp don't worry about it like he just kind of like helped foster the show this is more uh this gentleman sterling harjo's uh show and i feel like a lot of a lot of shows since like scrubs have tried to do the very funny but also very grounded uh serious thing and usually like the serious stuff rubs me wrong and goes mm-hmm. a little too sweet but Reservation Dogs found like that nice balance. So really enjoyed that front to back. And that show was very, very funny. Very well written. I want to see what they do next. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's so much stuff to watch on FX. That's just the show mm-hmm. of a thousand <laughs> that, that I got to watch front to back. Reservation Dogs is the show that whenever Jan and I finish up watching something and we kind of like mm-hmm. look at each other like, well... What should we watch next? It's always my first suggestion. It's always like, like mm-hmm. you know, that we should watch Reservation Dogs. I hear it's great. And, she, and she's, I don't, I don't know what it's going to take to sell her on starting it. Yeah. Like, I got her to start watching Andor. I, we are re-watching. Okay. I am re-watching Andor because I have been asking her to watch it for a year. Uh, <laughs> and she finally started watching it. And I think she's, she's at, I, I, I asked her seriously, like, so what do you think? Are you mm-hmm. are you just humoring me or do you really like think this is good? And she's like, I acknowledge that it's good. It's not something I would seek out if you weren't clearly mm-hmm. interested in it. But your enthusiasm in it, Dave, has convinced me that it is worth waiting for this to get good. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, okay, I'll that's good enough for me. Let's keep watching. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> Wait till you see no, the I, next I... episode, babe. Cousin from the bear is on. <laughs> see that was the fx show that i have not gotten to <laughs> oh, i'm in the middle of atlanta still <laughs> I, I gotta i gotta go back and watch atlanta That's, too i watched like the first couple yeah. ones and dropped off so I'm, I'm in season three yeah right now but uh fx i'm usually uh pretty good with that channel uh that's it for like tv shows uh movies um that's Almost all of my subscription services are from somebody else that's thrown it my way. So <laughs> Peacock, uh, that somebody just threw at me almost as a joke. Uh, I watched uh, Polite Society, which I really wanted to, which oh. I don't know if you had crossed your path, but no. this was a 
it's an action comedy that was in theaters. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah. And it, it's just like a very fun. Uh, it's British. Yes. yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> if you like that trailer. Uh, yeah. That movie was very fun front to back. Oh, like, cool. um, it's very much that vibe. It's a uh, young girl wants to be a, a stunt, uh, like stunt actor. And everyone's like, no, get married. And she, <laughs> <laughs> she don't, don't like it. Uh, yeah, no, it's um, same, same person slash team does a show on Peacock called we are lady parts, which is like mm. uh, a bunch of people, a bunch of kids form band uh, kind of yeah. show, which didn't like grab me at first when I tried it. But now that I know it's like the same people, I'm going to go back and give it like another shot. Like it's definitely not like too saccharine of a show. Um. Yeah, and that's that's a good time. It, it's an. I was like, if this was on cable, I would watch it like whenever it was on. Like it felt mm-hmm. a lot like those shows that Comedy Central or movies that Comedy Central would like overcut and play like a thousand <laughs> times. Yeah, where yeah. You're like, yeah, it's good comfort food kind of kind of thing. Um, and the only other movie I caught, <laughs> it's so hard to describe this movie. Uh. Cade the Tortured Crossing is a movie by a fellow named Neil Breen. Now, you either know that name or you don't. He's a guy who makes, um, has a cult status in the way that, like, Tommy Wiseau sort of does. Except he's, he's a very talented filmmaker who makes, uh, like, trash comedies that you can tell that this guy knows what he's doing. And yet it still is like a huge crowd pleaser. Like I, uh, somebody dropped out and was like, do you want to go see this a draft house sort of thing? And seeing this type of movie with a huge crowd, if it crosses your path, don't pass it up. Like it's, it's a, this is like his sixth movie. Guy's been on, like, you might have seen him on, like, something Adult Swim-ish. Okay. And I've never... I know. It's one of those things where you think because he knows, and it's been this long, but, like, the movie still is, like, does he know what he's doing? Does he not? Like, there's, there's so many weird and interesting things... And yet it's still fun in a way that's genuine. That's not like a sci-fi original movie. That's like pandering sort of thing. It's the weirdest toad. <laughs> it's very funny. Like it's def- it's the most I've laughed in a theater and it's not just laughing. Like it's laughing at, but at also you're like, everyone's aware of that. This is his sixth movie. <laughs> Again, it's not like, he went out and made this thing and then it was found like it looks like the whole thing was shot against a green screen and like yeah, the entire thing is green screen (laughs) it's like yeah it's still pictures i just saw a scene that's in Uh an office and there's office workers in the background but there's still it's still pictures yeah he he he's incredibly talented has never gone to film school obviously and like he he very specifically went like, I need to make something that people see it and go, I made this. Otherwise, I'm not going to make it as a filmmaker. Wow. He's like, I'm not going to stand out unless 
people go, this is a Neil Breen yeah, yeah. booth. And it, yeah. It looks like a mid-90s FMV point-and-click adventure game. Yes. Yeah. And it it has that sense of humor, sort of. <laughs> and again, you're like, do these actors know? And you're like, yeah, the, they actually know what movie they're in, but also they're not playing into it. They're not hamming it up because of what movie they're in. Like, he takes his time. It's the weirdest. Like, you watch the movie, and the entire time you're going, I, is he doing this? Are they doing this on purpose? I don't know. This is it's, the it's, weirdest it's very thing unique. I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. it's <laughs> That's why I'm like... And it is worth watching the trailer because... When I was invited to the movie, I'm just like, oh, they just, they want to shit on this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's just going to be a bad movie and we're going to shit on it. And it's like, no, we're still like laughing with the movie, but also in a way, <laughs> not like. That is wild. Take, take a leap. If you feel yeah. like, if you miss watching like trash movies with your friends, like this is primo. And I, I'm a person yeah. that does not like the room. I think the room mm-hmm. is boring. Yeah. Uh, personally, like, not yeah, that as fun. Very interesting. Yeah. Made wow. Me, it looks, it, looking at that makes me feel like we tried way too hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing. He's trying harder. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was just, because I was so curious after watching the movie, I'm like, I need to see an interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it is fully scripted. It's not like he goes in with an idea and just, like, riffs. Mm-hmm. And, like, take... Like everything is purposeful, and I think that's why it's so fascinating. It's mm. it's not just like sound, but also, yeah, no, it's, okay. <laughs> it's yeah. wow. You, so you yeah. mentioned so you uh, saw this in in the theater. Yeah, no, this is. Yeah. I'm I'm a very f- uh, fortunate boy in uh, this. This is kind of the thing that an Austin or a big city can like. You could see, pull yeah. Off, which, and also, I didn't even realize this was this was friends that like mentioned that this was my first Neil right. Breen movie. I had heard I'd heard the name and I had seen his face in probably a an offshoot like Eric Andre or Tim and Eric like kind of sense mm-hmm. yeah. sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, no, seeing it with an audience uh, and an audience that knew what they were watching is uh, is ideal. It is definitely. Yeah. On my top from this year so far. <laughs> I mean, just for audience experience alone. Yeah, you mentioned mid nineties uh FMV games, which made me remember mm-hmm. that like Limited Run is oh, yeah, doing that are. plumbers don't wear ties <laughs> yeah. uh re-release. Yep. At, it, well, it's like and along the lines of Karateka, they did a ton of work on you know, mm-hmm. getting background and behind the scenes, and they made a the novelization book. for some yeah. fucking reason. Uh, like, Mike Rucker. Uh, oh, like, that is uh, insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just like so yep. weird. Like, yeah, I'm going to have to I'm get some of that. To. Yes. I'm yeah. most likely going to buy the book and that game. <laughs> yep. uh, just okay. like, I have to check that out. That's so freaking yeah. weird. And my relationship with that game is the advertisement. Yeah, like I remember it in everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. Uh, what's up? Uh, if I, I just wanted to mention a brief, a brief work thing. 
uh, no. which which is not important, but delighted me. Uh, this past weekend, I uh, went to SUNY Geneseo, State University of New York at Geneseo, uh, and taught a two-part uh, voiceover workshop to their musical theater students. And um, I, I've been doing... This is a workshop that I have been... I've presented it like four or four or five times so uh, this year. And mm-hmm. so I've sort of refined it um, each time I do it. And it's it's a different kind of audience each time. I've done it for a few colleges and then for some more like general audiences kind of thing. Um, and so oftentimes it's hard for me to predict like what level of people am I, am I going to get people with acting experience? Am I what f- level of familiarity with any aspect of this business uh, am I going to encounter? And so this time I took a chance and I usually, I, I give everyone a chance to actually stand in front of a microphone and record something. And I have mm-hmm. a couple of character scripts for them to choose from. I always give the choice of a hero and a villain. And it's real mm-hmm. short clips, 15 seconds max, you know, like three sentences. Um, this time I added a third choice, an NPC. Ah. But specifically the kind of NPC that's not just a random person in a town in a game, but the kind mm-hmm. of NPC character who is the expository character who talks at the player and guides the player throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of the game. Like, and mm-hmm. so I, um, so I, I, I told these college kids, you know, I said, so you can be a hero, you can be a villain or you can be an NPC. And they all like went, ooh, like they all loved that idea. And so I was like, yes, audience, I, I nailed my audience here. And then I explained, yeah. I said, now, now specifically, it's the kind of NPC in a game who is the, um, the, the, the character in the game that gives the player exposition and guides you, helps you navigate, like guides you step-by-step mm-hmm. step through the game. Think Atlas and Bioshock. And they all like nodded their heads, like, like they knew to go, Okay, mm-hmm. I'm talking to an audience who understands that reference, which is mm-hmm. not something yeah. I am guaranteed. And like when I right. present this to just theater people, most yeah. of them would not know. But I'm talking mm-hmm. to college students, and they were like, "Oh yeah, right, okay," like mm-hmm. just instantly. I didn't. Yeah. So I just I was delighted that uh, these twenty year olds <laughs> got <laughs> under, yeah. perfectly understood every frame of reference, which means that they are also going to understand how to deliver this like as an mm-hmm. actor because they have firsthand experience with this kind of game and with this kind of character yeah. in a game. So like they knew, they just knew what to do. It was wonderful. It was one of the best, the best times that I put on a workshop like this because of that. So video games. Fun. cool. That's yeah. all. That's all I want to say. I was delighted. Yeah. Go, go college kids. <laughs> You're the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, only movie that I saw was not the new Turtles movie because uh, I didn't see that. So my kid could just go see it with his cousin and right, his grandma. Right. Yeah. And then, then the week when he was gone at grandma's house, my wife was very sick. So we didn't do a damn thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like a couple weeks after he got back, it was the weekend. He's like, dad, I want to go see a movie today. And I'm like, okay, all right. He's like, I want to go see the blue beetle. I'm like, okay. I mean, you want to look what's out? I mean, there's this Jurassic Park re-release. I will be like, <laughs> see that and i'm like okay da, 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 da. and i'm like and i'm like okay uh there's the meg too he's like we're going to see the meg too <laughs> oh like, all right hey <laughs> all right yeah um yeah and i i, I watched the meg with him 
mm-hmm. like the week before or something like that. And then he proceeded to watch it like three more times that week. <laughs> oh wow. Um <laughs> he he loves the Meg. Um and so yeah, we saw the Meg too. So this is the the sequel Jason Statham Giant Shark movie to the other Jason well, Statham Giant Shark movie. No, yeah. this isn't just the Jason Statham Giant Shark movie. This is Ben Wheatley's Meg too. This yeah. is Art House British, you know, horror director Ben Wheatley's Meg too. Yeah. Which why I heard mixed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the first like half of the movie is like it's good. It's it's mm-hmm. fine. Like they're doing this preposterous shit on the bottom of the ocean where there's like a rival company has set up a secret sea lab and is mm-hmm. mining precious metals and th- you know none of this makes sense scientifically at all um but you know once they're below that the whole the whole idea is that there's this like there's this strip of like cold water that like <clears throat> has mm-hmm. a lost ocean beneath it uh, in the bottom of the sea. That's that's the the premise of of both movies. So once you go below that, there's like all these undiscovered creatures and giant sharks and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, and and that's you know that stuff's like all fine. And that that's I think I guess more the horror element part of it. Like there's this part where they have to traverse a, a long <laughs> strip <laughs> under the wa- water. Uh, you know, in their there's because their submarines <laughs> crash, so they have to get out and like walk like kilometer or something underwater and mm-hmm. and navigate these creatures that are down there and then they're on this you know in this base with like you know some dude who's an asshole and trying to kill them <laughs> and just ridiculous things are happening but like then and you know that's just fine but it's like once mm-hmm. they leave and like some of the sharks get out then like just just like the moment when they're like okay well where are these three meg- megalodons going? It's like, <laughs> oh, they seem to be approaching this island whose name roughly translates to Fun Island. Um, <laughs> and the last third of that movie is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard there was something about a third act that was. Yeah, it, it really uh, hits well at the end. Good. Okay. Uh, I, and, I was hoping. I was yeah. hoping it would work for you. <laughs> That's, yeah, I was listening. Well, to... that's where fun lives. Is fun island. <laughs> it's fun island. <laughs> that's when it gets well, real fun, right? Yep. Yeah. Because well, they were so the first Meg. I was the best movies never made. Did like a series on the Meg because they've been trying to make the Meg since like the nineties. Mm-hmm. That first movie, and like by the time it came out, like you know, it did well. But like anybody that had like read the book or was like had read like earlier scripts is like there's a lot more fun to this movie i wonder what <laughs> where did all that stuff go so like i think people were excited for the sequel to like put a lot of that weird stuff back in mm-hmm. that uh like the stuff that they like uh jurassic world like the the big like sea creature in that like the meg was going to come out at first and then they're like or no it did come out but they cut like what I assume is the opening of Meg two with mm. that, like coming out and doing the stuff that's in the trailer, basically mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, all that stuff, because that was in Jurassic world and yeah. stuff like that. Like that kept happening to that movie <laughs> like, <laughs> stuff, stuff that was like, Oh, we've got a fun up. Uh, they did it <laughs> sort yeah, of thing. took too long. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> thing. Uh, cool. I got to see that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I'm not saying like the first two thirds of it is bad. It's just kind of like, uh-huh. okay, you know, it's a movie yeah, and then yeah. it, then it takes off. Um, good to know going into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 
not turn it <laughs> off when I'm watching at home or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just write it out. Yeah. And he keeps asking me when the Meg, if the Meg two is on streaming yet, cause he wants to watch it again. <laughs> hey, you know, just giant shark nonsense. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fun. <laughs> you know, I just learned today that the turtles movie is on streaming. It's on Paramount yep. plus. I did not realize that. That took me by surprise. Oh today. yeah. Huh. Yeah, I got that at my earliest opportunity. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, I do got to check that out soon. But that, yeah, that was that was yeah. it. That was the only movie I saw. I'm pretty sure I didn't catch up on anything. Uh, this was then. pretty pretty dry. Like I wanted to see Bottoms, the uh, the comedy, uh, mm-hmm. supposed to be good, but uh, yeah. Other otherwise, there wasn't like too much out there for me until. October ish. I think like end of the year has a lot of stuff for me, but like right now is still. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, traditionally not a very spectacular time in theaters for movies is end of summer. Yeah. Like it's, it's that it's a lot of like, I mean, the, (laughs) the strike slash the Hollywood, uh, people putting stuff out are doing such a good job of like taking all of that momentum from Barbie and Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Thrown it out the window <laughs> right now. So please, please see things in theaters if you can. But also, I know it's hard. Yeah. Haunting in Venice. I think that's what Lauren just went and saw. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I heard that. Like the first one wasn't supposed to be great because that's the second of the modern Poirots. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But um, I like the spooky tone, so I'll I'll see it for spooky yeah. times. Yeah. She said it was pretty. I remember that. She yeah. wasn't like oh, wowed by it, but she said it was pretty. Yeah. I always yeah, like a moment. Kenneth Branagh film, even though I don't seek mm-hmm. them out necessarily. Mm. Yeah, they seem so like they're they're solid, but yeah, not ones that I will be like, oh, he's going to do a good job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess next next a... will be Scorsese's flick. I think that's the next one. Mm-hmm. I've got. Mm. Word. Yeah, yeah. We're well, at the, we're at our spot. wraps us up. Yeah. Yep. 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 Two yeah. hours of uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Funny how these keep working out to about two hours and fifteen minutes every month. Or two yeah. hours, almost right <laughs> off the dot. It's really well, what's weird. funny to me is that like we've also got other things to like. Like Tim, you already mentioned like Dave. As soon as the podcast is over, like then we'll talk for real. Like we'll talk about stuff oh. that we don't want other people to. Do. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about the real Tears of the Kingdom. I don't, spoiler want, yeah, I don't want to that. blow the doors off Tears of the Kingdom. Blow the doors off. <laughs> so like yeah i'm i'm, I'm kind of ready to wrap this up so that we can have our private conversation yeah, uh that we time. yeah i people i don't know if you know this but uh i i feel like the last few for most of this year we once we sign off with you we then have a private conversation which like <laughs> we're talking about you we're yes yeah. <laughs> You people. You it's people. the stuff that I think we presume you would not be interested in because it's just, it's strictly germane to our, our personal lives, usually. Like wrestling, but we talked about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, there's been some wrestling stuff, too. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I don't, if, I don't know. If you people are curious about that, there's no, there's no point. This is just for us. Oh, I, Fuck you. Guys. I was going to so, say, you don't that's how this. Patreons are formed. We're not at the... Yeah, yeah we're not. If you're going to pay an extra five bucks <laughs> to hear our idle yeah. chit-chat about bullshit. Yeah. Oh, so we have yeah, like 10 times the, the viewers at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll be good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well. That'll be wild. Yep. Then that can be... Yeah, we can be done. Good night, everyone. Thank you. That's our Thank show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Catch you later. Bye-bye. And...
Ta. 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 Ta.